Hey, Connor. Hey, Connor. I, uh, well, you know, let me start. I don't have a bottle to crack, but I do have, uh, this whiskey. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Spice Project. The Spice wow. Project. Wait, 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 wait. Lift that up again. Oh, yeah? You want to... I'm going uh... to take, take a picture of my shirt, too. Oh, nice. All right. Describe to the uh, the audience what my shirt says. Uh, it says it says spice. It just says spice on it. All right, perfect. Yeah, it just says spice on it. You went to go see a band called Spice last night. I did. I did. Um, Actually, one one second, one second. Can sure. we <clears throat> can we just get a, the sound of me pouring this? Yes. It's gonna crack the giant ice cube I have. All right. All right, check it out. Did we? We could hear a little bit of it. Hear a little bit of it. Yeah, it sounded just like it sounded when you were peeing the other episode. Hear that? ASMR. There we go. We got some. So we got a, a can cracking open and an ice cube cracking. Yeah. Getting all you know. Crack cracking. Ready to transform into water. We are releasing the cracking here. Yeah. Uh, cheers. Cheers, Connor. This Cheers, is a momentous buddy. occasion. It is. A momentous fucking occasion. It really, really is. We are at the end. Yeah. Um, no matter what the future of Dune Dudes may or may not hold, this is the final discussion on our first read through of the original six Herbert Dune novels. Yes. We did it. We did it. We, uh, we fucking did it. We, we, we accomplished what we set out to do all those many moons ago. Yeah. And not only that, because this this sort of came after. I mean, it was always in the back of our minds, but but not only that, we accomplished this goal before seeing the new Dune movie. Yeah. Mhm. We we did. Yeah, I mean, it kind of the opportunity to wrap things up around the same time that the movie came out. Um, yeah, it was not the plan from the beginning because we started reading before it was delayed um, mm-hmm. the first time. So uh, once it was delayed, we're like, holy cow, we could we can probably finish around or just before when the movie comes out. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and we did. It was it, it kind of feels like serendipity does i mean we kind of made a bit of our own serendipity because we, we were like you we gotta fucking do this you yeah know, we well, got we got we got close enough we're like let's yes. do it yeah and yeah. um yeah and i mean i appreciate that too yeah ab- absolutely uh it feels feels very strange to be at this point but also very good and very rewarding totally yeah um in just over 24 hours 
we will be together in person seeing Dune. This yes. is this is the day before release. Yep. This is Dune's Miss Eve. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, fucking <laughs> Dune to Dune to Claus is gonna, <laughs> you know, ha- has has a present to drop off to us tomorrow. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. We've been good. We've been good little boys all year. Oh yeah, very very good. I mean, we we worked really hard. We we pretty much exclusively focused on on this. Yeah, as like our main yeah. hobby. Yeah, this is for almost basically two all years. I've done. Yeah, for for nearly two years. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it is crazy. Yeah, uh, and this is our reward tomorrow night, and of course. We will be podcasting about the movie ASAP. Yes. So this is while this is the last episode of our our book recap for the original six. It is not the last episode of Dune Dudes. No, we're not there just you, yet. You can't get rid of us that easily. No, hell no, hell no, hell no. We won't go. We are dudes, and we we but we rebooked. Yeah, that's what, oh man, yeah. so good. That was like maybe that, just like change the theme song. That's you know? our chance. Well, maybe that's yeah. that's a, the theme song for After Chapter House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, this is like the wild, the wild west, man. It is. Yeah it it feels like we are. Um you know, in an untrackable ship in an untrackable universe. Mm, or something yeah. like something like that. that something that, like that. That, 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 it's, that kind of feels like where we're headed after this. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I don't even I don't even fully know how to handle this upcoming discussion that we're about to have. Where Oh no. We're gonna figure that out together like we always do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, before we move on to that, like, I don't know, how do you feel, you know, it, it being Dune's Miss Eve, Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like you're ready for the movie? Do you like, like what, like, where are your expectations at? What, what do you, what's the vibe right now? Uh, you know, overall, I feel really excited um i think that no matter what the movie ends up being literally just the act of attending of being there you know hot off the heels of wrapping up uh these herbert novels with you to to sit down in that movie theater you and i together and to watch Dune, like that's that's its own experience to cherish. Absolutely. If the movie is good, to me, that's like that's just icing, you know. Yeah. And, and I expect it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a, a pretty damn good movie from yeah. everything that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel really good because like. 
it it's not it's not like with Star Wars. Like when I go see a Star Wars movie, like the stakes are are big, you know. I mean, not anymore to be honest because because of those big stakes and then having them like destroyed. Yeah. Um I don't think that I will feel that way going into a Star Wars movie maybe ever again. But I know how I felt in the past. And if the movie wasn't good, it was like devastating. It was like I and I'm still not over Rise of Skywalker. I never Oh, will, I know. You know. Uh, um it it feels good to be going into Dune not feeling that way. To feel like my love for Dune is is tied to the literature, you know? It's it's a part like I've never been I've never been a fan of something solely through literature mm-hmm. and uh it's it's so i know i'm getting a little off track from what you asked me anyways but like but i i love feeling like um you know that the dune saga is like in our minds you know yeah and and that any any movie that is made of it is just an interpretation like nothing will ever be definitive it's just someone else's take on this like crazy fucking universe and uh it's gonna be different than what i think dune is and like that's also what's exciting. Like I want to know what Denis Villeneuve's Dune mm-hmm. is like all about, and I hope it's really cool. And I'm sure no matter what, it'll be a ton of fun to discuss and go watch. But um, the the one thing I keep hearing is that the scale is massive, and if yeah. it really feels like this larger than life movie experience where the ships are like fucking a hundred miles long or whatever, like. I want to see that shit. I want it to feel big. So I hope it delivers on that. How are you feeling, man? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you you summed it up pretty well. I think we, we're on the same page here. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I think it's going to be a, a, a great movie. I think it's going to be a great film. But regardless of that fact, um, it it's at, at this point in, you know, our Dune journey it's it's like like dune is more than that you know it's more than just a movie uh it's more than just a single book you know it's it's uh it 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 feels like kind of an an unshakable uh force and uh so this is just kind of another um another avenue you know yeah uh to experience it and yeah I don't know. So I, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun um, either way. But, uh, but I also do think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, man. I, I love that. I mean, we only finished reading Dune. It was Monday night. Yeah. You and I were going to, we're going to talk that night. We're going to finish yep. our, our bout of five chapters. And then the thought was there were four more chapters. Turns out there's three more chapters yeah. and a very moving tribute to yeah. Herbert's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we realized too, regardless of how it was split up, it was only like I said, 14 pages. It was not enough to warrant its own episode. 
you know, the first time I looked through, I looked fast. I don't want to look at the words and yeah. shit, obviously. Yeah. And so it's like, we realize Monday night, either we got to break it up in a weird way or we just got to finish Chapter House. Exactly. And yeah. we went for it. We both finished it that night. So um, that would mean uh, Monday, October 18th, 2021. You and I concluded the Dune Saga. We did. Here we are just two days later, the 20th. We're discussing our final thoughts. And tomorrow, I can't overstate it enough. Fucking tomorrow, Connor. We're going to go see Dune. The movie. The movie. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't doesn't feel real yet. Um, No. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been. I mean, so so so. What, what was that? What, was was it May of twenty twenty that we started? Um, I think April. A- yeah, yeah. I think it was April. You're right. So April twenty twenty to October twenty twenty one. Yep. What a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of inspired by, uh, you know, going into lockdown, into quarantine, which you were working through the entirety of. You yeah. never had that experience. Nope. But, you know, I'm sitting there like, I want to I wanna read. I want to use my time to read. And, you know, at the beginning, I got to I got to have that experience you know you you helped uh give me some kind of a a structure in a way of like how to divvy up that time and and to feel like i was working on a project even if ultimately dune dudes doesn't really matter you know like just just the fact that we committed and made it ourselves um I think gives it like relevance to us, right? Oh, like it is, it is yeah. important. It is like this beautiful, stupid thing. It it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it has meaning to us because we, you know, gave it that meaning. Um, and think that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been a guiding light through these, through these trying times. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, without further ado, do you want to sing one last time? One last time. All right. One, two, three. She's, She's a, a chapter. House. All right. Okay. That was that. That was that. What a fine song it was. You want to uh, you want to sing the original Dune Dudes theme song? Oh man! I'll here. Let me go. I'll I'll do the baritone. You ready? All right. Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune da dudes, Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune da dudes, Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune da Dune Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune dudes, Dune da Dune 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 dudes. Dune. 
fittingly, maybe the worst performance of that that we have uh, have uh, turned in thus far. I don't believe that. Well, you know, it's you go uh... you go back and listen to those, and I got to tell you, they are just as bad. Maybe so. Maybe so. So damn! Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think we are going to end up putting out a soundtrack, the the Dune Dude soundtrack EP with with all all uh six of the theme songs yeah be fun the best of the dudes the best of the dudes so as you mentioned before this is it's more than the five chapters i guess it's like uh, eight chapters eight it's 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 eight chapters and obviously some of them are really small i think this is going to be a pretty open-ended discussion yeah absolutely uh, yeah but yes eight chapters plus the 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 cl- the closing yes. tribute to uh to Beverly. Herbert's wife yeah. to Beverly yes mm-hmm. to Bev yes yeah which which I did I, I I do feel like was a fitting way to end the the series because um you know she you know very publicly was what like very involved in in the writing of of the Dune books um. Herbert, you know, you. I, I think he, you know, he even says so, but uh, you know, uses her as a sounding board for, throughout the entire thing, and um, I think I think she contributed a lot, a lot, a lot of ideas and inspiration. Um, so it's, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fitting farewell. Yeah, yeah, it really makes me wonder. Not having done any any research into into the reality of of how things went afterwards but i mean you know this is the final dune book and it wasn't supposed to be no and i i can't help but think you know that the the passing of uh beverly i don't know if Herbert felt like he was able to continue, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that, especially if she played such an integral role. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I've referenced this interview before. I think it was, I think it was right around the time when he was writing Messiah or like Messiah was going to come out. Um, It was an interview uh, uh, with, with him and Beverly. There was a reporter that was interviewing both of them. And um, it was just like a very, it was a great like open table like discussion. And um, so maybe I'll link you to that because because getting her insight on things is was you know very very uh, um, fascinating. Like you know she she's she's a very smart and uh, creative person as well. And um, yeah, I mean. Uh, Obviously, we, we we know how Herbert felt about her. It's it's a very very you know moving, beautiful tribute. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll cover that at the end, yeah. I guess too. But um, sure. But but yeah, it it is interesting that one of the key key uh, team members on on Dune, you know, his 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 muse in a lot of ways, I think did pass away and 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 that could be it could be a big reason why uh book seven didn't happen but also 
I, I don't, it's, it's just, I mean, we're, we're going to get to, we're going to get to it. Um, and, and I mean, there's a lot of discussion over whether these notes actually exist. <laughs> okay. Um, we're back to the notes. All right. No, well, no one has seen the notes. Brian Herbert famously refuses to, to share the notes with people, which is understandable. I don't, but I mean, I, th- there's a lot of skeptics saying, oh yeah, there, there really wasn't a book seven. Um, but, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and also we're, we'll talk about the ending in yeah. depth, obviously with, with, there is a lot to say about the ending. There's, there's so way, way too much to say about the ending that, that, that we could even get through. Yeah. Um, kind of an infinite discussion. I will. it feels like it I mean we'll see what happens when we get there but like literally I closed chapter house and it felt like there was so much that it circled back in on itself and there was like nothing I was yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah. I was like what yeah yeah what in the hell like exactly yeah I had so many questions that uh-huh. I didn't even like ask any of I was like okay like that's the end like yeah I, who, well, let's do, let's, let's do what we got to do to get there. Exactly. And, and maybe by discussing the previous chapters, we'll have a bit more uh, clarity and understanding for that, for that discussion. Yes. Cause, cause it is, yeah. it is big. It is. It is a lot. Brick by brick. We had, we, we must build this chapter house. <laughs> and so that's it. And so we go. That is it. All right, then. Are you uh, ready for that chapter discussion, then? Let's freaking do it. Okay. Um, I'm just going to... I got my, my notes up, and... Uh, let's see. We are starting at... Here, yeah, from the the chapter that we're discussing starts on page three ninety five, and the book ends on page four sixty four mm. to give you an idea of uh, some of the the extra reading that we're gonna try and break down here. Okay, chapter. One. This is just after, um, just after the rabbi and Rebecca are brought onto the no ship. Um, Tig didn't want to deal with any of that shit, but Marbella pretty much makes him. Yep. And um, and yeah, so that that's where we leave off. We have. Uh, the rabbi, Rebecca, Tag, and Rebella all all coming together on this one no ship, while Odrade, Tamalane, uh, Dortula, and Sweepool are on uh, Junction itself. And so, this first chapter, um. This is Odrade and Dama, 
the great honored mater, the Spider Queen. Spider Queen herself. Finally meeting. And and yeah. Uh I mean more more happens in the chapter. Spider Queen doesn't make it. Um, this is a long time coming. Yeah. And um Yeah. I think it's a great discussion between the two. And I think it's I think the insight into Odrade's mind and 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 all the things she is figuring out over the course of the conversation are, are really great. And actually it made me think of comparing that to uh Lucilla's conversation with the Spider Queen. Um where I feel like the difference there was that Lucilla kind of was an extremist, you know, she kind of was in, in, um, you know, kind of, a a, a rough position and a little bit desperate. So I, I think Odrade handled her better than, than Lucilla did. Um, now, I mean, if she was in Lucilla's position, I don't, I don't know if it would have been the same or what, but, um, I thought it was very, very tactful and, um, and well done. There's a lot of interesting bits. Um, there is, yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, as you did say, uh, Dama does not make it, which is no. which which is a surprise kind of to happen. So, I mean, we're at the end of the book, but so soon at the end. And, and actually what happens is, in my opinion, um, a, a total rarity in, in Frank Herbert's writing where where we get we get an actual twist like an actual <laughs> like like yeah. you know classic literary trope like twist you know yeah which never happens it's always no. subverted by something or talked about and doesn't happen so so in my eyes since it's such it was such a rarity and so fucking surprising i i felt like it was it was like super earned and it and it was like it 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 really really floored me right <clears throat> and of course we're talking about logno poisoning dama yes killing her and taking her yes yeah. yeah fucking logno yeah logno. logno this honestly this is the episode that should have been called logno way like for real absolutely um, glad i mean i'm glad that's not happening she earned too. that title yeah she did it did end up like working out it did end up making sense for her yeah um no you're totally right i didn't even really think about that in in that like um that this development could be thought of as like a, a, a more general uh literary trope but i i think that that is like a very astute because it is you're you're totally right you know um to have the you know that second in command or whatever um you know make their their play to take charge <clears throat> um and it's a pretty interesting way that it happens because i mean like poison i don't know poison's another thing that happens in a a, a lot of stories like it's a pretty common way to kill people yeah but I think it's particularly interesting here um, 
because apparently the honor meters um one of the biggest threats to them is like biological warfare yeah. and one of those things that's what they're running from exactly and so one of the things that you're that you were talking about like one of the interesting things that dama and odrade discuss the honor meters are like really interested in how uh the bene Gesserit can like control their metabolism and i don't know like the the fucking microorganisms within yeah. them like you know but it's it's that very talent that saves odrade here odrade is able to break that down and so odrade drinks the same thing she's fine and of course dama with no such skills just dies and her so what i think because this is a you know up you know logno brings the wine for both of them it's like a special wine you know whatever from this planet that they you know massacred um and obviously odrade is concerned that they poisoned it and um dama says right away hey don't worry we didn't poison it um, oh there's there's sheer in it or something well, right? well no so, to... so so this so she's like no we didn't poison it we we don't use poison for like more important individuals only for the masses you know yeah that's not how we kill like like people yeah. like you don't worry and so Adrade drinks it and then she's like oh wait there, there is something that is going to break the sheer in me down, which, oh, which, yeah. which means that when she dies, you know, they can, um, like extract her, her like DNA or whatever. You know? <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, so, th- so then she just says, says that. So, and then, and then Dama's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yes. You know, yeah, you're right. of course that's what the Bene Gesserit, you know, do that. That's, that's why they are so elusive to us. Um, and, uh, so, so hers wasn't really a poison that would kill her. It was just, um, it would just break down the shear in her, in her system. Um, now Dama got poison poisoned, right? De- like death poisoned. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it killed her. Yeah. Um, and then Logno is like, yeah, that just happened. So you know, <laughs> I. I- I guess uh, I guess that makes me like yeah I, I, know, I guess I'm the, the great honor I mean um... and uh, and she's like don't worry I'm not going to kill you either um, so it, it was it, it was pretty nuts pretty yeah. nuts yeah it was a big move um, it is it is particularly interesting like you bringing up uh, Dama saying oh don't worry we're not going to poison you because you know I get the feeling that she means that um and that all goes back to that idea in heretics that the the separation between the muck and yeah like yeah you know what what the honor meters like really believe to be like like exceptional people which is pretty much them like themselves um and you know the Bene Gesserit like to act all high and mighty of course but, you know, one of the very first things that we see in all of Dune is the test of the Gamjabar to, to see if people are even human. Like, yep. they do the same 
shit. Oh yeah, but they're Absolutely. they're not as explicit about it. They're not as ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, there is more thought behind their actions, but like, I I, I think that they see us the the same separation. You know, um, but the the one thing I did want to talk about in this chapter, um, separate from all this crazy shit, where Dama dies. She crumples and falls to the floor. She she falls before this statue called the Ballet Master. And that's its official title, but Dama really thinks it should be called Person Unknown or Being Unknown. Yes, yeah, yeah. And... The only reason I think that's interesting is because Odrade thinks to herself, this makes me think of the void, Shiana's artwork. Yep. It brings it back. Um, and I, I just want to read parts of this section and then, and then yeah, kind of talk about my thoughts on it. So, um, it describes it and it says, Odrade stared, captivated. Why does it remind me of Shiana's The Void? Um, beautiful and ugly, all the same. Being unknown. That was a terrible thing about Shiana's creation. Odrade felt a cold wash of fear. Who was the artist? I've no idea. One of my predecessors took it from a planet we were destroying. Does it interest you? It's the wild thing no one can govern. So, couple things there. One is when Odrade asks who was the artist, um, I, I thought I thought it was going to be Shiana. Which would have been, like, I was almost ready for a twist where, like, Shiana's been working for the Honor Maters the whole time or some shit. Because this this line, like, Odrade has a cold wash of fear come over her. And it's like, she she sees these two pieces of work as, like, one and the same. I was like, oh, shit. Like, is Shiana a part of this? Um, It doesn't seem likely. Unless somehow Shiana fucking sold her piece of artwork to another planet that the honor meters conquered but it's it's too convoluted to make sense in a in a rational way but odrade's summation at the end the wild thing no one can govern that's really what um that's really what bothers her about Shiana's artwork. It tells her this about Shiana. And similarly, exactly. that's that's what Shiana represents. Right. And like she she Odrade sees that in the Honor Maters too. It's kind of funny because in the end it it feels like the Honor Maters are governable. Mm-hmm. But Shiana is actually the the true wild one the whole yep. time. I yeah. I think the void really is the setup for her being this um kind of like a force of nature you yeah. know something something that people cannot control um 
And so I like that Herbert takes the time to bring Shiana and her artwork back in. It feels like this is like, not only is this a good conclusion for Dama and like Logno's succession, but you know, this, this reoccurring um, instance of, of like art commentary and Shiana's artistry, it, it feels like they could have left it as is, and there's plenty to, to read into as it is. But I, I like that Herbert takes the time here in a chapter that's not related, you know? Yeah. To to bring some sort of like some more definition to that discussion. Uh I don't know. I, I really would like to think more about or potentially reread sometime. Um because I think some of the things that Herbert, as an artist, talking about like his thoughts on artwork are really interesting in this book too. Agreed. Um, and I, I like the way that he like feels like things are like brought back very expertly here with with Shiana's artwork, and then the way that Shiana's story ends too. This feels like a very fitting setup. I liked it. So agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it does, um, represent, you know, the ungovernable, but also kind of represents where there is some parallel thinking between Shiana and the honored maters. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of the chaotic side of the honored maters. Um, it, it does ultimately end up looking like they can be governed. Um, but there is something wild about them that now will live on. Um, yeah. In a, in a different incarnation. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's interesting in the way that it's done. It's like, it's a very abstract, like it's a very abstract way to get that point across. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 certainly not spelled out for you. Um, no. But uh, interesting nonetheless. Totally. Yeah, I mean, like all all great art, you know, typically doesn't make itself like. Even if it is clear, it it the thing that it's saying you know, is said in a way other than simply stating the yeah the themes, right? So I think that's exactly it. Herbert uses the artwork to kind of get to this deeper truth that, that art so often exposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just fascinating that he does that inside of a piece of artwork. Like, I, I really yeah. love when those elements are, are brought in. Like, anytime I watch a movie where they're like making a movie inside of it or some shit. Like it, it fe- I can't help, but, but think like, well, what are they trying to say on, on what it means to make these things in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very meta and it can, o- I mean, it can easily go, go haywire and, and, and end up kind of uh, feeling corny. But, but in this case it, it does, does not, it, it, works very well yeah yeah i love that 
that Herbert, um, I, you know, gave, gave those artistic qualities to Shiana, like, especially to like further differentiate herself from the other Benny Gesserit, you know, it, it, it shows that there is something about her that is, is human in a way that's like admirable and dangerous, you know, yes. like it, it's funny because the Bene Gesserit, of course, through Odrade come to this like next step in their, in their own evolution. And they kind of realize that they need to bring on some of these more human qualities if they're going to like adapt and mm -hmm. survive. Um, and yet, you know, Shiana, who embodies these things herself, you know, it, it's it's like the Bene Gesserit will only accept humanity up to a point, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Shiana is just like too, too human, yeah, too human to be a a proper reverend mother in in their eyes at this point in time. Um. So so to like juxtapose Odrade, who is making these decisions to bring the order to this point, but, you know, also admits she doesn't listen to music. And then have Shiana, like, be a sculptor and make all these things. I don't know. Like, there's there's definitely something there. And Odrani does appreciate artwork. She's always been drawn to the Van Gogh painting. So it, it's not as easy to say that art and the Bene Gesserit, like, can't, can't have some kind of harmony. Um, there's always small complexities and wrinkles in the way that that herbert like connects these things but um i i appreciate that like shiana was given this role because it's not obvious from where heretics leaves off and I, I think he's always making these interesting choices like yeah like what if shiana was an artist like mm. and not only that like a you know super cool sci-fi artist who like fucking sculpts material you know it's like this plasteel whatever it doesn't even exist and she like puts on like crazy sci-fi gloves to like manipulate it like yeah you know it's, it's yeah. just one of those weird ass things that he does that i i really like some Agreed. good shit yeah yeah it, it is and i mean odrade's relationship to art is interesting i mean it, it does seem like she enjoys certain pieces of art but also you know sees the utility in in using art as a tool um, yeah i mean that's kind of what she does with the painting that she puts you know in, in duncan Marbella's room um so yeah it's but i mean I, I think the big thing is like the art that shiana is making obviously is there there's it, it, it doesn't fit the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, um, that is it. You know, plan. Um, and that does that does scare her. Yeah. But at the same time, because she could squash that dead. You know, she could she could you know, kneecap Shiana, but she does not because deep down, I think she knows that that is what needs to happen uh, for survival. Yeah. For the future of, of Bene Gesserit and the human race. Yeah, she makes a very Atreides decision. Like, that's yeah. kind of like Leto letting the Bene Gesserit themselves be. Where it's like, yeah, I don't really like what you're doing, but yeah. 
I think in the grand scheme of things, it's important that you continue. Exactly. It's there. There's something there. Um, yeah. Odrade really said art is the weapon. <laughs> Damn, she did. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Last thing I want to mention about this, like whole art Dune discussion, but it, it just got me thinking about it. Cause I, I was thinking like, man, it's really cool for Herbert to have like a, an artistic character in his work in the first place like obviously mm. that's getting us to to think about um art within dune and yeah. dune as art um but it's an, it's another thing where I, I i am sure that reading through the series again um i would have a lot more thoughts now having finished the saga because i'm like well shit that's gurney gurney's a fucking musician yeah um, you know, like, I don't really remember us ever, like, focusing in on the songs that he would sing, the, the, you know, the lyrics, or, but I mean, like, there's a lot of instances where Dune will kind of slow down to give Gurney that time to, to, you know, sing about something. For like, sure, for sure, yeah. Um, I could see us having discussions on the first Dune book about something similar now, where, mm -hmm. I wasn't having those thoughts at the time, you know, that would be pretty cool. It would be. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think there's, there's so many freaking layers to all of these books that, I mean, reading them over is going to be a whole different experience. Um, one that I am excited about when that time eventually comes for me. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Um, we will we'll 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 peel peel back different you know pieces and and see things that weren't there the first time and um yeah that's super exciting yeah there's there's always going to be something different of course um okay yeah so dama's dead Logno killed her. Um, and the second chapter, we get the the fight itself is explained to us. Um, the the taking of Junction itself really occurs here in this chapter. Hey, I'm going to pause really quick. Somebody is, I think, weed whacking outside, so I'm going to close the window. That's okay. All right, be right back. Yeah, so there's there's a couple things I made note of in this chapter that I want to discuss, but the the big thing really is this this covers um what appears to be the victory of the Bene Gesserit here, where yes. Teg sweeps in, his his forces overtake the Honored Maiders, Teg and company join Odrade in the, the like central tower. Logno is like, hey, you you fucking win. You got me. And they kind of round up the remaining honor maters as prisoners 
and there is an, an, an unease at this victory. Tig and Odrade realize at the end it was too easy. They're missing something. Even while, important. even while reading it, you kind of get that feeling. It, it just, it does happen so fast. And, and it's, um, a lot of it is from the point of view of, um, Odrade kind of being transported by the animators kind of watching yeah. from the windows above. And, um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, seems like it's too good to be true. It does. Um, and you're right that like as as I was reading it, it 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 did feel too easy in a lot of ways. I mean, and it's tough because it's one of those things like Herbert could write the chapter straight faced and just be like, well, yeah, the the Bene Gesserit and Tag really did just come in with their forces and executed their plan and they won. Like shit like that has happened before, you know. Similar to the conclusion of the first book. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Like, you have the plan, you execute it, you're done. Um, but, yes, it, it it is shown in the aftermath. That's the thing. When Teg and Odrade are surveying the battlefield, it, it, it becomes clear to, to Teg particularly that... It, that it was too easy. That the battle's not really over. And in fact, the last line of this chapter, um, he says, they have a weapon we have not discovered. Mm -hmm. Which was a, a great last line. I love that. I love this uneasy feeling at the false victory. Because it, it really did have me feeling nervous, too. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. It, it it felt like the whole all of Junction was going to mm -hmm. explode. Like yep. I realized in that moment I, I thought that Teg and Odrade were like about to die. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that we'll get to this, but I mean Teg isn't dead. Teg is not done. I thought they were both done. I I thought everyone on the planet were just like goners. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, the way the weapon works isn't very clear, which is okay. Um, but it, it's another thing that Herbert brings back. I think one of, the, I think it might be the very first thing we see Logno and Dama talking about is the weapon. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they do. Yep. And that like the Ixians don't have it ready. It's never really clear how they're able to put the weapon and like the battery or whatever together oh one second hey babe is there anything you want to say while we're recording our final episode of uh discussing the original six novels of dune i learned one thing duncan hung like a horse <laughs> <laughs> it's so true too true, bestie. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, no. He, oh, I heard he definitely, you. I heard yeah. you. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. We appreciate your input. Thanks. Um, You could do whatever you want with that girl, but she's not going to be happy if she's locked in here. So 
I would, um, that, I, I felt bad, but that's why I had the doors shut. I didn't want them to get stuck in here with me. So. You could have had open until I came back. Yeah. Welcome to a new episode of Cat Talk. Yeah, we're talking, talking about, about the kitties. Cats. All right. Okay. How do you milk your cats? Just out, just out of curiosity. Uh, what approach do you take? Well, uh, it's a great question. We have um, this device. I like to think of it as a contraption, really. Mm-hmm. And essentially, the cat goes in this kind of harness. Yeah. Um, and you, you pretty much they're hanging there, so their feet are just above the ground. They okay. can't, they can't touch the ground and get any traction mm-hmm. to scramble. Mm-hmm. Cat scrambling is once a cat scrambles, it's over. Oh yeah, yeah. It, I mean, even worse than than scrambled eggs. Yeah. So you have to, um, you have to negate the scrambling, uh, which is done by the harness, and then uh, essentially they're kind of left hanging there in a way where, um, you know, much like milking a cow, it's like mm, that yes. downward stroking yep. Yep. motion. Um, Understood. And yeah, I've. I've, what the fuck are you talking about? I've been, and I've been doing that for years in order to get the antidote to keep myself alive. Is this part of Dune? It's, it's well, it's part of the the David Lynch film. We gotta watch it sometime. Oh, she would love it. We she wanted to watch it with me after she finished reading the book, and now it's like all bets are off. Hmm. It's we took too much time. I don't know if she'll ever watch it now. Well, now I'm just gonna watch the new one. And now she's gonna watch the new one. I already watched the TV show. But the new one isn't gonna be anything like the Lynch film. I mean, come on, we gotta go back and watch well, it. The new one's coming out soon, so I'm gonna watch that one, and then like maybe in a year I'll watch. I it. do honestly think Tony would like the Lynch one a lot, though. I think she would too. It's Connor says he thinks he'd like the Lynch one. It's just one. tons of fun. It's tons of fun. They milk a cat. They do. Telling me that okay, now I remember. Yeah, that's I'm not trying to like talk about like jacking off a cat or anything. Like, it's it's strictly He's only about, implying it, it's strictly about cat milking, yes, and not our cats. I mean, we were it's that's part of it's a bit, it's just part of a bit. I didn't know it was we're doing like a bit here. I didn't know it was a bit. You should probably think more about which bits you want to include and which bits are on the chopping block. <laughs> There's no chopping block when it comes to two dudes, I'm afraid. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Oh, sorry. Okay. One last thing. Oh yeah. So for dinner, I was just thinking little pita pizzas. Cause I don't feel like going out to get pizza. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on you, but I'm I'm all good with that. Well, I could just make everything like get it ready, and then make my own, and then yours. You'll just make yours when you come out. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Thanks, babe. I love you. Love you. Bye, Tony. She didn't hear that. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're in my headphones. Damn it. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know, Dune's, Dune's really affected everyone. I mean, you know, Tony's not even on this podcast, but, you know, you, I mean, you hear the ways that Dune has changed her. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's clear as day. The sleeper has awakened. The sleeper you know? has awakened. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just just you wait until I I bring Alex to uh, the to see the movie. 
Yeah. That, that's yeah. when all bets are truly off. It's Yeah, I know. I can't wait. She'll Exactly. She'll go backwards. She'll see the movie, yep. and then she's going to go straight to the books. Is that just – I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'd be – able to do nothing to stop her you know yeah <laughs> you, no doubt literally you're gonna be you're gonna be like trying to pull her away exactly she, she is, yeah she's going to the bookcase like an animal and you yes. you have her by the heels you're yep. dragging her she's kicking and screaming no all use. she wants to do is read dune no use i can see you can't it. I can you see can't stop them once no. they once they watch no. the movie you can't stop them no 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 it's gonna have, people call that the twilight effect yeah because of um, Twilight, the Twilight effect. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Uh, so, so, like, you go see the movies and then you have to read like the books. Yes, is that the idea? That's, That's the, the idea. Twilight effect. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Previously, the Harry Potter effect, but we don't tolerate turfs. No. This yeah. Podcast, this, is a, this, so. this is a turf-free podcast. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie Myers. Stephanie Myers been pretty solid. Stephanie Meyer, keep your mouth like. shut. Keep yeah. your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> you don't want right. to be an enemy of Dune we, dudes. We uh, we we here on Dune dudes encourage encourage and support the the rights of all women. Stephanie Meyer, you keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> don't ruin this for all women, Stephanie Meyer. Uh, no, I mean, you know, Stephanie Meyer is good in my book. She she um, curated a great soundtrack to the Twilight Holy movies. Holy shit, she did. Yeah, yeah. she really did. Yep. Yeah, she really did. I mean... I've, I, I too, have listened to... Uh, I, I mean, you're not just talking about Green Day, right? I mean, no. No, not just yeah. Green Day, no. No, a bunch of great bands. I mean, and, yeah. uh, you know, she wishes she could have gotten MCR... Yeah. Um, but obviously they wrote a song about being asked to do that. Vampire money. Vampire money. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And then, then that, uh, that MCS song that came out that was used on the, um, that was going to be. Oh the yeah. Soundtrack. Crooked ways. Yeah. Crooked ways. Yep, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's got great yeah. taste in music. Yeah. Which I mean, leads me to believe that she's a, probably a solid person, you know, as yeah, well right. just in no, general. There's, so. there. With 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 zero zero humor, not a bit. Absolute correlation there, yeah, for I sure. Think so. I for think sure. So. I think if you if you connect to people, I mean, and like, of course, there's always going to be exceptions or whatever. But I mean, yeah, yeah nine times out of ten, you, you connect to people on a musical level, they'll probably jive with a lot of what you're thinking. Yeah, there, there's a reason why we gravitate towards the bands that we do. Very true. Certain. Yeah, I mean, and. Speaking of, you know, authors making shitty remarks, you know, I'm not sure if you saw about Margaret Atwood. I think that I, I did yesterday. Yeah. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah she kind of came out as a turf and I've got two of her books on my bookshelf right now that I was going to start reading um, after after this. And uh, you know what? Not going to happen anymore. Yeah. The, the Handmaid's Tale and what else? Handmaid's Tale and Oryx and Crake. Mm. Sorry, yeah, Marge. Uh... No more. <laughs> Sorry, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, it it's weird too because uh. 
I mean, I, I kind of, I didn't really read The Handmaid's Tale, like most, like most books in college. I was, again, I was supposed to read Dune as kind of like a circular yeah. like, comeback. I, I fucking was assigned Dune in college. I didn't read it. Oh my God. I didn't, I don't, I don't I, you probably told me that, but I, I we, totally forgotten. We talked about it on like the first episode. We were talking yeah. about like how we were exposed to Dune and, and all that, but, and what made us want to read it. But I had a sci-fi lit course um, where, uh, yeah, I, I was assigned Dune. It was part of the, um, I don't know, the reading list. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what you called it anymore. Whatever the fuck it is. And um, I just didn't read it. Just didn't fucking read it. It's too long. And I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, I was not interested in reading. I pretty much only went to college to get drunk and and you did very well you did very well both of those things i did i got drunk and i'm with my with you're still with the babe only babe you are still with the babe yeah yeah so i yeah that's a success that's right it was worth the uh like fifty thousand dollars plus 10k of interest Mm, uh and 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 counting so um yeah you gotta oh but anyways but anyways, <laughs> uh, with with Margaret Atwood, Handmaid's Tale, I did kind of read. I think I pretty much read it. Yeah. 80% of that book I read, 20% I, I sparked notes. What were your thoughts? I Well, I, I bring it up because, and this observation has already been made uh, by a bunch of people, but like... It, it's it seems odd that she would hold those opinions and have written the handmaid's tale yeah in that um like that that's a work that is is largely about um you know other people controlling like the biological freedom mm. of of women yeah um of people of all yes. not 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 even just mm. women and yeah. not even yeah. just yeah. as a remark of the inclusivity of of what uh she's being raked over to the coals about but i mean like even i think the men are part of this system too i don't remember Mm. it super well truthfully but like i don't know man like it if it would be like if you fucking you read the whole dune saga and then frank herbert would be like yeah you know what i think fascism is the best form of government (laughs) you'd be like well that's not what you wrote about yeah right like Uh uh-huh so, yeah, for so real. So, anyways, That's there's that. Up. Yeah, so there's that. Um. All right, so let's let's go a little bit quicker through uh, through this shit. There's a couple things I want to draw attention to in this yeah. chapter. Ugh, I'm just picking my old my old man bones up a bit here. You can see them. All right. Um. Oh, there's this part on page 413. It's right at the beginning of this chapter. So Mirbella is still on the no ship. She's like watching all this shit go down. Mm. She sees she sees the the battle happening on the planet. Odrade from within her because they've done the sharing. Yeah. Says I wonder how I'm doing down there. Mm-hmm. Ask. Connor, this one line 
destroyed my brain. <laughs> I there were so many times in particularly Children of Dune where we're coming off the heels of like thinking that Chani and Paul are dead. Yeah. And their memory selves live on within their children. And uh-huh. Like that's a you know fucking fascinating. Love that book. We had a lot of discussions on like are are these actually themselves are they frozen in time can they still grow how do they interact with like the world i feel like this one line pretty much answered every question i had um i i and it's really the only time we've had a memory self of a person in someone who is still alive not true well not true because of Paul. Yeah. But who else would it? Is that who? Yeah, that's Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but <laughs> but when Paul first off, we weren't sure if Paul was alive. All the characters pretty much thought he was the preacher. So like, yes. But Paul within Leto and Ghani never asks like, "Hey, what's going on with that preacher?" You know. <laughs> The memory self of Paul never acknowledges his living form as the preacher in Children of Doom. Odrade does. Odrade does. I I don't uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. I don't even know what to say. I just love that it happened. I love that it happened. I love that Odrade as a memory self within Mirbella so casually is like, hey, how am I doing down there? Yeah. Am I still alive? Like, what's <laughs> the deal? What's going I on? I feel like that, I feel like that, again, I'm saying that answers questions I had in Children of Dune in terms of like, what are they aware of? What What do they know? Like, to yeah. me, that that cements very firmly that they aren't frozen in amber. I think they still grow within people. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um. So I think so they I know, don't know, man. I feel like they know all that the host knows. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think they can tap into the subconscious of of whoever's brain they're in. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, crazy. You think about, you know, um, Leto has has ancestry stretching back to the times of the Roman Empire. Yeah, you know, and he he can trip out and and go to them. You know, I mean, do they too see the the world of like fucking? 30,000 years in the future or whatever the shit like it's a good question I mean I would say they must but in Leto's case there's a possibility that um, Harem blocked everyone else out from even (laughs) even accessing you know Leto's domain so I don't know but you're right but um, yeah I don't know I just I, I really love this acknowledgement that that the self the memory self lives on and that they have an awareness. They're not just called upon 
they have an awareness of the events occurring around them. Yeah. You know, they they can see for themselves through their host. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, um, it, it, that which, is crazy. Yeah. It, and like, then it makes you ask, well, like, you know, obviously they, both Shiana and Rebella are host to Odrade's memory. Um, yes. Do, can they communicate? Or is it, or is there one Odrade and Shiana and another one in Mirbella? You know what I mean? Right. Um, like, I don't know. It, it, it is trippy to think about. And, you know, it seems like the memory selves try to offer up advice, you know, right? Like, obviously, they, they try to help their host. Um, it's not that if they were if, if your host was doing something that you didn't agree with that you would just like let it slide. But most of the time it, it feels like the memory selves try to like guide the host into doing the best possible decision, not what they would do necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And I could very easily see like you have a version of Odrade within Mirbella, you have a version of Odrade within Shiana. They obviously split off into very different directions at the end of the story yep i mean how could that conceivably change odrade within each of them they're going to be completely oh, yeah, right? different people totally at some totally point. you're absolutely right there is a good actually yeah yeah there, there is a good conversation between um Mirbella and belanda about that like where at, at the very end when Mirbella was in her head uh, with odrade and then Blonda's like, oh, Odrade was talking to you, and and, and right. Bella's like, yeah, yeah, and, and she's like, oh, you can't listen to that. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, you're totally funny. right. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, in fact, let me quickly jump to that because yeah. I, I have that as a, a note I wanted to talk about, and this is a good instance to discuss it. So Absolutely. That's on page four forty seven. There's this whole, you're right, like it's it's like a two full pages of Mirbella and Odrade talking. And then, uh, yeah, Belanda says, that's always a temptation for a new Reverend Mother. Chat a bit with other memory. Who was it this, this time? Dar? Mirbella nodded. Don't trust anything they give you. It's lore and you judge it for yourself. Odrade's words exactly. Look through the eyes of the dead at scenes long gone. What a peep show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's very weird because Mirbella even acknowledges, like, Odrade while she was still alive. I know. Is like, Warned yeah, that's, that. that's fucked up. Don't yeah. even worry. Yeah. But then Odrade as a memory self is like, no, 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 no. Come here. I got something to say. Like... I know it's there. There's like a, I don't know. There's, there's a kind of darkness to it too. Like it's never, it, it, it feels like it's, it, it's, I don't know. Something, I mean, something is not quite right about it. Yeah. yeah I, and I think they know that. And that's exactly why their, their kind of position is to keep them at an arm's length, you know, like, I mean, look back to when Chani just didn't want to leave, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I, I think there is a very real um, idea that like a lot of these memory selves, maybe all of 
these memory cells. Um, they're kind of they like they're giving you advice, but they're also working uh, towards their own goal as well, like within you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like uh, so. Yeah. It's 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 a very very interesting relationship, a very interesting dynamic, especially it when it comes to the Bene Gesserit. You know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, but it feels like that that does connect well to the idea of like abomination where absolutely a memory self has possessed a host. They're no longer the person they were. Yep. The memory self has completely become the identity of that person. Exactly. So, yeah, you're right. There is like this temptation for uh the the others to like you know essentially they, they become alive in a way when they're called upon right and so like um you know who who wouldn't want to attach themselves to the flesh again yeah like it, it does make sense but yep. but you're right it's just like with anything with the Bene Gesserit it's a tool it's it's called upon and used as a tool but it's probably their most dangerous tool in exactly. a lot of ways yep absolutely um so yeah, uh, this this whole thing with with Odrade acknowledging her living self was pretty remarkable. I thought I, I don't feel like something like that has happened throughout the Dune saga. I had to talk about it. Um, uh, what else was there? I think the only other thing I wanted to mention in this chapter, something that has come up a lot in Dune as well. Um, it's the bottom of page 421 to the top of page 422. Uh, and it, it, it comes when Tag is surveying the battlefield. He feels like something is not right. Mm. And uh, this, this is what he talks about um, or what he thinks. Um... So, small birds and animals were returning, nervously furtive after the upset of all that noisy human intrusion. Colorful birds peered from screening foliage or flitted across the scene. Lines of blurred pigmentation that became camouflage when they ducked abruptly under leaves. Feathered accents to the scene, trying to restore that non tranquility human observers mistook for peace in such settings tag knew better in his pre-gola life he had grown up surrounded by wilderness farm life close by but wild animals just beyond cultivation it was not tranquil out there mm -hmm. i just wanted to, to mention that because i mean specifically this this line, I have to go back to God Emperor. It's the only thing it made me think of. Um, trying to restore that non-tranquility human observers mistook for peace. Like, that That all goes back to this idea that, um, you know, humans are always trying to create peace. They're striving toward peace. And yet peace is artificial, you mm -hmm. know, like to create peace is to create an environment in which no living creature was ever meant to occupy 
Yeah. Um, and Leto himself acknowledges that. That's like his whole plan. He yeah. creates Leto's piece where, of course, he has to destroy things or people in order to create it. But largely, for the majority of the entire universe, it's peaceful. People are in a state of uh, nonviolence. And, of course, it's not good. And I, I feel like Herbert coming back to acknowledge, you know, the the normalcy, the normal state of existence is not peace. You know, it is violence. It is survival. Um, there's probably more to unpack there than I'm willing to discuss right now. Because I do feel like it's worth striving to create a society of balance and you know creating something that works for all people i do believe yeah yeah but herbert is is very much uh coming back to this idea where 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 darwinism is a is a part of society no matter how far away you try to like separate yourselves you know herbert is is always focusing in on this idea that people are animals a kind of animal that we have instincts that we have a base nature that's pretty much what everything in dune springs from in one way or another you know the bene Gesserit are trying to overcome their instincts that's what the gam jabbar is yeah mm -hmm. if you can suppress your instinct to remove your hand from the box to overcome your own mental and physical turmoil then you have control over yourself you can control the rest of your body i i suppose all i'm trying to focus in on here myself i feel like this is a really great showcase for that idea running throughout the dune saga too that um that peace doesn't exist you know, that conflict is a natural part of the state of the universe. Yeah. That's what we get in, like, post-scattering Dune. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think you're totally right. That's a huge running theme throughout the entire series. And, you know, we like to talk about Herbert's, you know, libertarian leanings. And uh, that certainly is, um, you know, a popular thing with within the libertarian community survival of the fittest natural selection all that good stuff but yeah. but i i don't think herbert is posing it as you know uh the only option here i think it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive with you know bettering um ourselves and each other as as a whole and fighting against that um that more animalistic, violent nature, right? Um, but those two sides of humanity will, you know, forever be in conflict with each other, um, and so that much is is very true. Um, with yeah. without without um, being on the path of growth and progress, you know, leads stagnation, and you know you can't achieve progress or growth without um, without conflict. Yeah. 
that is it. And I think that's I think that's kind of as close as as we can get to the to the 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 the, the, the meaning as a whole of of Dune. And um, I mean, it's 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 solidified very much in the ending of the of this book. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll get to that momentarily. No, I think you're right. Love what you said, though, because it, it's not about overcoming your instincts necessarily it's mm. about being aware of them yeah and acknowledging the conflicts because you're yes. right like there, there is never a point where the conflict doesn't exist just like in nature there is never yep. a point where mm. things are truly peaceful and at rest um but it's from those two opposing forces meeting that like creates our best selves yep i I do think that is largely the point of Dune. As you said, I think that's one of the, the the core tenets of all six books as a whole. Absolutely. That, that greatness comes from conflict. Yep. Very and you know, just to I guess put it in perspective with the whole ideology thing, um, a big theme in Herbert's writing too is like that humanity is more than just the individual, you know, like it's like, I don't think he is for what we call now rugged individualism, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to, to so many great groups of people that work together and uh, fight side by side to, to create a better world in their vision. <laughs> I think that's something that is very important too, that we got to take away. Um, it is, um, you know, obviously the Fremen a great example of that, but the Bene Gesserit as well. Um, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I think he very much views us as a collective and, and also, also as humanity being one organism itself. Right. You know? Yeah. The we're, super we're, organism the super of organism. humanity. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean his 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 philosophies are are like they're far more complex than just pinning it down to to one modern political ideology. Like you can't, it doesn't encapsulate his his thoughts. Um, yeah, it's true in any meaningful way. So, and to be fair, I mean, I think I think Herbert would argue that very same point for even you know, who might seem like the most average person. I think a lot of about Dune too is like an understanding that things are not easily, um, uh, identified, I yeah. suppose, mm -hmm. or, or like categorized, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, like with the Bene Gesserit trying to, to break free from, patterns from them being like oh we're not like a government government yeah we don't have like laws we have regulations you know like <laughs> uh -huh, we were uh -huh. kind of making fun of those differences but I, I i think you could argue too herbert's trying to show like that the way that people behave and act um is so often governed by the, the things that we create from those behaviors and actions, you know, like yeah. no one just fucking consciously was like, hey, you know what? I think bureaucracy is a great idea. 
it's a bunch of small decisions of managing certain aspects of people's behavior and and regulating what should or should not be done yeah. that eventually becomes bureaucracy. Absolutely. The problem is the problem is once bureaucracy exists as an idea, it works backwards, yep. right? Yep. Yep. You and then you think well, you're making bureaucratic decisions. You are doing these things as a service to bureaucracy. I think Herbert has shown through the Dune saga that unintentionally people can create create things that are so big that they govern people's actions. Mm -hmm. And Herbert's really trying to show that like all people, yes, we're part of a super organism. And yes, Herbert believes this. But I think also all people have a right to individuality mm -hmm. and to take a word, a singular word and apply it to any one person is reductive, right? Very much to so. be like, Oh, you know, you're, you're just a Democrat. Yep. You're absolutely. just a conservative. Mm -hmm. Like it's a shorthand that might group up, up a lot of someone's opinions. And yeah, if you're having a discussion, like it's useful to have those words handy. Like I'm not saying we don't have them. Yeah. But I, I do think that Herbert's trying to show that, that humanity will always be more complex than the yeah. labels we can apply to it. So, so true. I mean, take a look at, you know, modern America where, you know, it, it does seem to be uh, this, this, firefight between conservatives and liberals or whatever but like the average americans like ideology is like so like mismatched you know like it's it's a spectrum you know i mean um like you get into the anti-vax crowd and it's like there's there's really just as many democrats as republic like there's the the, the distinction is not meaningful in, right um, in anything um except for like who you're voting for. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, I think, uh, I think we need to stop looking at things that way for sure. Um, but you know, obviously we know like, like we have like parents and relatives that like, I mean, you know, other people might call conservative or whatever, but like, you know, just from like knowing somebody as a person, you're like, well, no, they're they're like a totally they're like a, a far more fleshed out person with with tons of different ideas and and opinions and morals. Right. And it doesn't you, you can't just boil. Them you down understand that. where they're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why they believe the things that they do. Even. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people in my family I just straight up don't agree with. Yeah. But but right. It, it feels like because you understand them more personally, you 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 get their meaning. Yeah, I do think there's an argument to be made. I, I, I do think part of what's happening within Dune, too, is to say, like, well, is that not true of all people? Yeah, exactly. And I think we, we could benefit from trying to uh, keep that in mind, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, but but yeah, I, I, I think you're right about um, about what Herbert's going for. Um. Yeah, but it's it's like it it just to me it seems like a really healthy mixture of like, you know, being able to be an individual, but also understand you're part of a collective, part of a greater thing. Right. Yeah. That that there is a kind of like 
that that there is a benefit to supporting other people. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for as many things as I may not, not feel like I agree with about Herbert, his opinions. And again, I mean, he's he's uh, born into and coming of age in a completely different era. So yeah. it's like you don't ignore it. You acknowledge it. Of right. Course. And it's like, um, but right. I mean, similarly, just like how if you if you take a label and you go, oh, well, you're this kind of person. I'm not interested in, in your opinion. I mean, so, too, could we apply that to Herbert and be like, well, I really don't like how you, you how you handled like your discussion of um homosexuality and god emperor mm. so i'm just done and yeah and and quite frankly i think that's valid if anyone did have that opinion i understand why and i get sure, it. absolutely but it's not to say that there that there is not things of value put forth from herbert through his text <coughs> And um, and 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 it's exactly that that there's not just a one thing you can apply. You kind of have to sift through things. I, I feel like Dune is very much that too. It's it's sifting through the sands, mm-hmm. and some bits will, you know, collect, and some bits go through. And that's okay too. I mean, if anything, like. And, and we are going to get to the next chapter in just a moment. But having this discussion, being here at the end, I mean, the very end, Connor, just to reiterate. I know. It, in a way, I mean, like, there. At, at first I didn't realize this, and it's become more and more clear, but so much of Dune Dudes, so much of discussing Dune is trying to figure out Frank Herbert. Yeah. Like, as a person. Mm-hmm. And... I think the real answer is obviously like that's not possible to just like read a bunch of books and be like, I got this guy figured out. No, no way. You know, um, just like we're saying that the people who knew him would tell us otherwise. And so they should, you know, mm-hmm. you can't know a person through their art wholly. Um, but it's, it's always felt worthwhile to go deeper, to continue on in this saga, if only to try and learn more about, you know, what is going on underneath. What is happening, you know, it, it's not so much like, oh, I want to know more about Frank Herbert, but like, what is Frank Herbert trying to say, mm-hmm. you know? We're going to get these ideas that repeat throughout his stories and these things that stack up. And I mean, you know, sure enough, the thing that I take issue with in God, uh, God Emperor, which I, which I just, um, you know, mentioned, Mm -hmm. I don't think that he handled his ideas on uh, homosexuality well at all, Mm -hmm. but that it's not to be like, Oh, don't worry about it. I don't think it was good. It was bad. It only cropped up once, though, you know? I feel like for some reason he is he decides to tackle it there and then kind of recognizes, I guess that's not important for me to stick to. But he's always, in in every book, we're always talking about government. We're yes. always talking about political relationships. We're always talking about 
a core of humanity? Is there something within people that exists within all individuals innately? Mm -hmm. Something inside of us that you have no control over. Um, Those questions, those things that he tackles, I think make it worthwhile to, to go through for what it's worth. So I don't, I don't really know where I'm landing here. I don't really know where I started. I'm like three fucking spice project it's, whiskeys deep here, but it's, but that's where I'm at. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. No, I, I I agree with you totally, and I think one of the uh, most rewarding parts of of reading through the books is that you know you can kind of tell that like Frank Kerber is is working through these ideas like as he's writing the books. You know, it's it's he he's just kind of I guess figuring it out like as we read along and so it, it kind of the feels original like, dune dude we've already said it exactly yeah and and so we're kind of figuring things out together um and yeah i mean i i'd like to think that there was a reason why he stepped away from discussing homosexuality and it was written in a way where he kind of it kind of seemed like he was working it out himself in his mind like, where he stood and, and it doesn't really end on a clear um you know in a clear direction it, it no he, it he doesn't was, just say gay people are bad no or, it was yeah. handled abysmally absolutely terribly yeah. the it's it's um indefensible um but it does seem like he was just trying to work out his his thoughts on the subject obviously we would say well, you know, you you've got a, a huge platform here. Maybe don't work out your thoughts on that subject, yeah, uh, in such a manner that could be damaging to, you know, um, thousands of people or whatever that are reading your book. Uh, yeah. But I guess that's another discussion. Um, yeah. Have you have you heard? I don't even know if this is true. I've never checked it. But have you heard this um, argument that? that Brian Herbert is gay and that um, Frank Herbert changed or like developed and, and grew his thoughts on homosexuality after his son came out. So I, I have heard this discussion, this argument, and it's actually, it's not Brian Herbert. It's his brother. It's the other. Oh it's, shit! It's okay, other, I just—it's the other son. Yeah, I didn't even know there was another, so I just always assumed that they were talking about Brian Herbert. Yeah, no, it's it's the other son, and um, yeah, it 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 seems like there was a lot of turmoil when he came out as as gay, um, and I think that definitely informed Frank's writing in God Emperor. I think that was probably why he decided to tack- tackle that subject. Um, but from, from what Brian says, I guess there is like some in, in, in one of his books, he talks about it, um, where they, I think Frank tried to make amends in some way, but the relationship seemed to be strained and, uh, and didn't, didn't truly recover. But, um, but, you know, he says that, that. Herbert or you know Frank Herbert his uh love for him was always there um but the the um Brian's brother ended up dying of AIDS I think in the 90s um which is very sad 
Um, oh yeah, no, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I never yeah. looked into any of this. So. But how 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 I found the whole story was there. I found a thread, like an old thread, um, about like pretty much criticizing Brian's writing and, and being like, well, what if the other brother was still alive? He would have been better at at, at continuing Dune. And it was just a, a really strange uh, argument oh, there. That, that's weird, yeah. It is, yeah. It's, it's like very, very weird, like parasocial kind of uh, um, discussion. But but yeah, um, I think that for sure informed his his opinion. And I mean, if if it go if if we can trust Brian on the subject, which I guess we should be able to, since he's the closest to it. Um, he he did Frank did soften on on his his. Uh, his views as he aged. Um, but unfortunately the damage was done, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that will always remain yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, um, okay, cool. Interesting to bring up. I mean, thanks for, uh, sharing what you had there. So, yeah. Hey, and that's, um, that's what it is. Want to do a two minute break so I can pee and then we can, we can just get, you know, we'll, right off we'll into just, the sunset. We'll just go right into yeah, yeah. it's sunset time. Right we off only into have sunset, like seven chapters left. Like let's yeah. let's do it. <laughs> right. That's nothing. That's nothing at all. All right. All right. So the the last thing I just want to reiterate, um I like that the weapon is is brought back. Yeah. I really felt like that was forgotten. I I seriously thought this book was going to end with no mention of uh, whatever whatever weapon they talked about from the scattering. Uh, but it is brought back. It's not really explained how, but I don't think it matters. And uh, the way the weapon functions isn't really explained, and that doesn't matter either. It's all like this very like scattering tech. You know, it's it's unknown to the people of the old empire. What do you think it does? I... The way that I remember it for reading through it, it's, it's called like a bloodless death. You know, I, I think somehow, um, it emits some kind of a frequency or wave that just kills people. Like it, like, I think it, it operates at, at such a, such a, a frequency that it like just stops the heart or I don't know, rushes all this blood to the brain. It doesn't really matter. Kind of like but... an advanced weirding module. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my initial thought, and obviously yeah. this is not, it really is not like, like the, the amount of it not being explained is, is high. Like it's like, really not explained and not um, it's not even shown no it, nope. it happens in between chapters exactly. they're like yep everyone died like so i keep on going back to the fact that the animators are running away from some sort of biological weapon and then when odrade and dama were talking um they brought up the you know poison Damo was like, "Oh no, we use that for like the masses. We use that for for large amounts of people, not not for." So, I don't know. I, I think it could it it could be something airborne. Maybe uh, it could be. Uh, That's a good theory. I mean, but the world may never know. Well, uh, yeah, I think the world will never know <laughs> <laughs> unless Brian Herbert gives up those notes. But uh, 
but I, I like that. I feel like that's putting some like really good pieces together that, that we've been given. That's totally possible. I'm just trying to put together my mosaic. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that it's left vague. Same. I feel like when Herbert tries to explain things, sometimes that's when it gets into the realm of, you know, just the kind of like stupidity. Like, yeah, I, I still think about that passage from the first Dune book where he tries to explain how like the water of death is made. And I'm like, I call bullshit. I called bullshit from the fucking second. I'm like, that's not real. You can't just say that. Yeah. But the story's like, nah, you got to, you have to accept it. I mean, the and water like, of okay. life. Well, no, that's the thing. The water of life, I get. But the water of death is when Paul was saying how he can, like, destroy all the spice on Arrakis oh, at, at once. Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, now I know what you're saying. Yep. And my and my point is that the way that he explains it, I think, is uh, nonsensical. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, I think so. Uh, that could have been left vaguer. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Who knows? But I, I I like to think in a way. Perhaps we've all Herbert, seen the movie though. He can make it rain. Yeah, he can make it rain. Yep. He's the Kwisatz Haderach. I can't wait to see that part in Denis Villeneuve's (laughs) Dune part one, the ending. Oh my god. Yeah. It's gonna be so great. What a cliffhanger. How did it rain on a raptor? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I I think it's good ultimately that it's one of those things that Herbert does. He'll like create a mystery and then he doesn't answer it. And it's fascinating to me how nine times out of ten it works. Yeah, it is. You you take any writing class, any any fucking class where people will teach you how to craft a story, that's gonna be like, that's gonna be up there mm-hmm. in the things not to do. Yeah. You never do that. You do not create a mystery for your readers to interact with and then be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> if you don't answer it, it's not satisfying in theory, right? Yep. But fascinatingly, Herbert either gives us just enough answers for you to put a kind of answer together yourself, which is, I, I think, in a lot of ways, a, the some of the best ways to end a mystery. Agreed. Um. But there's this other thing he does where he really does just never answer it. Mm. I'm really left thinking about this when it comes to Teg. Because this book starts with this huge idea. It's like, what did Teg do on Rackus? Oh, right. To enrage the Honored Maters. It, it's the... it's. The fulcrum, it's the reason for the entire plot. The Honored Maters have been driven to fucking berserker frenzy because of Tag. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why does that happen? And so it feels like the answer is coming from the Gola. They go, well, once we give Tag back his memories, he'll know. And then Tag gets his memories back and he doesn't know. Isn't that incredible? 
It's incredible that that doesn't bother me. I have to chalk it up to Herbert's writing skill. Truly and honestly. Because I think if it were handled any other way, I, you know me, Connor. You know me. I do. This shit drives me up the fucking it wall. Sure does. I I could rip this book in half if a uh, if a lesser author handled mm-hmm. this, but somehow, in a way that I can't identify, truthfully, somehow, Herbert introduces this mystery, and when it comes to the point where you would expect to solve it, he literally says in the text, "I don't know." <laughs> And you're just meant to accept that. The thing is, he can pull it off. He's done it several times. I think that's one of the most amazing things about his his authorship. Somehow he can do that. I to the I'm I've finished. I've read all six of his Dune novels, and I still can't pinpoint how or why. But I do have to say, he is able to do it. He is. I I think. One part of it is that he's very good at planting little seeds of doubt into everything that he does in very subtle ways. And um, so, it, you know, nothing is ever a sure bet. And I mean, in the case of Tag, it's like you chalk, chalk it up to him being a clone, not a Gola, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's there there's there's reasons and and he doesn't you know spoon feed them to you, um, but I think when he when he does it delicately and carefully it it does it does work it does work, um, yeah. Uh, but but that 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 is a true skill because I, I I do know that there's a million times where where you would be, you know, pulling your hair out over over an unexplained, um phenomena if especially if it was so important to the plot of the book yeah um yeah yeah i mean it's it's that famous adage it's uh i really hope i'm not getting this wrong because you know going back to like me being at college and shit like i was an english major but i'm pretty sure it's uh the idea of chekhov's gun Mm. where if you introduce a rifle hanging on the wall in the first chapter yeah then like it must go off by the third, and so the uh, that idea is distilled down to the line: Chekhov's gun must go off, and so it is uh, endlessly gripping, really, to me. I feel like Herbert will hang the rifle, and then not only does it not fire, he like puts it somewhere else. He throws yeah. it away. He's like, "Don't worry about the rifle." And I'm like, well, it was there. You t- you told me, and uh, I mean, it. it I, I I guess I just think it's uh, crazy because so many of the things that Herbert is able to pull off flies in the face of uh, modern convention when it comes to like what would be considered a, a strong writing skills. Yeah. My my contrarian, yeah. My contrarian side says, "Well, you know, that's why I hate school and I hate rules." But, like realistically, I think he is just 
that skilled of a writer where he knows how to break these rules. Um, yes. You know, like in, in a, in a good way. Effectively. Yeah. 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 In fact, um, I'm going to say one more thing about my time at college. Yeah. Um, and 25 years ago now you graduated. Fuck you. It's not, it's not that long. One of the few books I did read during my time at SUNY Albany. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You know what? In a way, you're kind of right. It's called <laughs> The Brief Wonderful Life of Oscar Wow. Hmm. And it's by the author Juno Diaz. It is pretty much the diary of a wimpy kid. But here's the thing. Uh, Juno Diaz came to speak at my school. And I went to go see him. Mm -hmm. And he talked about if you're going to be an author or a writer of any kind, sure enough, you need to understand the rules first. Because only by understanding the rules do you then see how to break them. Mm -hmm. He talked about what he thought of as breaking the rules beautifully. And you you can't accomplish the same thing if you don't know the rules and break them. It's yeah. a matter of seeing what they are and deliberately defying them. And I do think that Herbert very much walks in that that literary tradition of breaking the rules beautifully. I think you're you're super correct on that. But also going back to like the relationship between art and governance and you know human history or being human whatever it's it does seem to be a little bit of you know the same kind of philosophy right you know of of knowing your history and knowing what leads to what you know what roads lead to fascism what roads lead to authoritarianism what roads lead to stagnation whatever um, yeah to avoid them, but also at the same time, you know, I, I feel like the Bene Gesserit think they know when they can break those rules and bypass them because yeah. they're that because they're that good. Um, so that's 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 interesting. Totally, it is. Um, be a, a better question of like, are they right? Yeah, you know? that that is the question, and I don't. I think I don't think that's totally answered. I don't. I don't think that's no. I don't really it's know not. the answer to that. Yeah. I, I love the, the thing that I really will want to discuss is the way that like the ending of this book throws all of that into question. Yeah. Like all of that into relief. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, we do have a, a bit more to, to get through. Um. Oh, man. Okay. So, our third chapter, it's Shiana. She's, it's one of those, like, she's pretty much thinking to herself about a lot of things. Um, one of the, the crazy things she, she thinks about is, um, she considers worm life 
like Leto. She does. Yeah. Yeah. She she knows that there are sand trout on this planet and she could very much um give herself as host to them and yeah. become what Leto was. Yeah, That's, I mean What a thought. What a thought. I it's it's another one of those like I love that it remains as only a thought. Like it 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 doesn't ever seem like she's really entertaining it and the way the story ends i i'm not left thinking that she like does that on her own no um but like i i think it's worthwhile that herbert has his characters consider that like i think the big difference too is that leto always had a vision of of it happening you know like that's kind of where the golden path originates. That's sort of how he knew he was on that path. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiana, it seems she's never discussed it. Probably is not having like prescient visions of her merging with sand trout and becoming the next God Empress. No, um, I, don't, I don't think so. But I, I think that's that, that almost in a way makes it more interesting, like to not have the visions and to consider, like, well, I could still do it, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter if I foresee it or not. Like, the possibility is there. Everything is there. I only have to choose it. Mm-hmm. She, of course, does not choose it's to a do very, it. It's a very different place from where Paul and Lita were. Yes. Yeah. And mm. I, I think after, like, because when... Leto made the, the decision to become God Emperor. There was no previous God Emperor, of course. Um, I think considering the possibility of becoming that thing post God Emperor, I don't know if anyone will ever make that decision. It, yeah. it, it seems like no. I mean, I, I think a big reason why he did it was like so nobody else would ever have to do such a thing. You know? Yeah, right. Isn't that supposed to be it? You're I think right. That's, that's part of it. Um, I mean, he he kind of gives like gets rid of the whole bounds to a a fate that you saw in Prescience, and you know the Benedictorate yes. are doing their damnedest not to be bound in chains to to their visions. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's you know that's that's a sacrifice one of the many sacrifices our our uh <laughs> lord and our savior. worm man we love yes, made. Worm man, yes. yeah no I, I i think so too um but yeah all the same i i also um found it super interesting that shiana even as a passing thought considers it i yeah. really like that herbert injects that into this chapter you know um i i feel like it's one of those things he you know he might even foresee like readers asking like well if mm. the materials are there like why doesn't shiana step into this role and i feel like he kind of cuts that off um by by putting this here you know to, to pretty much it's it's kind of like a case of like asking the wrong questions you know it's like He's like, yes, it is all here. She could do it. But why would anyone? I mean, yeah. Leto himself 
acknowledged it as like hell mm-hmm. like he damned himself into this other form of existence yeah. yeah just like you're saying like if if one person has already undergone this thing for the sake of all humanity why why would anyone else subject themselves to it exactly and it's not to say that shiana does not have vision at all or plans at all i mean very clearly she feels that she does have a calling you know yes yes um yes. one of the many things that we're not entirely privy to yeah it's very open-ended um i'd like to save it a bit more for the end yep. but but yeah but i mean even in this chapter it's one of the notes I took. Um, at the end, I'm like, well, the the last line fr- from this chapter we're discussing, Shiana thinks to herself, my migration will seek the new, but I must find a planet with moons. She's pretty much stating right then and there she wants to go make another dune. Yeah. I mean, yep, she does. So we don't know at this point reading through the story how that will pan out. Of course, you and I do having read it. She doesn't stick around. But even at this point, I I did take a note like, you know, is Shiana planning on making another dune? she does have very different ideas from Leto, just like you're saying. Yeah. Whatever whatever she's being drawn towards, she's following her own compass, whatever that is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. This This was a cool chapter in hindsight. I feel like reading through it the first time, it's not that I didn't like it, but it's like, oh, okay. But knowing the path that she ends up taking at the end of this book, it, it's just another instance of Herbert laying the groundwork here um, and and letting those things kind of grow naturally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, you ready to continue on, my friend? Let's go for it. Um, but right. I mean, just to 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 wrap up, I think it's yeah interesting because the, the final in the final passages of the chapter, she sees kind of the ships coming down, returning from Junction, and Gamma, she does, yeah. And, uh, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to find out soon if we won or lost, or and, and what difference that makes, you know." Um, so, at we're still kind of under the impression that we won reading yes 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 we know there could be something else that happened but we we still think that we won and uh we enter the next chapter no you're right i'm glad you mentioned that because especially it's it's playing on the reader's perception of time because Mm -hmm. we realize quickly that things are not progressing in a linear fashion nope uh, Shiana sees the ships arrive. The ships that are arriving have Mirbella and Honored Maters on them, and we don't know that yet. No, we don't. 
Because the events that lead to the ships arriving, we haven't read yet. Yep. We're about to. So there, there's definitely this impression that like the chapters that we're reading are taking place simultaneously. And we're just getting bits of information, you know, in, in a linear way. Because that's how we have to perceive exactly, it. These characters yep. are in different places. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, that, that kind of, that confused me a bit at first too, because it's like, you know, the, the previous chapter ends, Teg and Ojali are like, there's a weapon we haven't discovered yet. Shit's about to go down. Then this chapter is like, oh no, everyone's coming back from Junction. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, is everything okay? Did nothing happen with the weapon? Like literally, these are my thoughts as I'm reading it. Oh yeah, same here. Did the weapon not happen? Uh Uh-huh. Is it fine? Is the weapon going to come afterwards? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the following chapter pretty much fills in those blanks. But, like, it, it's kind of disorienting reading it the first time. It is. It, it is. Um, I mean, I, I thought, you know, we'd, we'd catch up with them having landed and we'd get, we'd get the, uh, the, the, the rundown after the fact. Um, so yeah, this was a, a neat little trick Herbert pulled. It was. So but yeah, we, we get into the next chapter and you know, we just get pummeled with misery. Yeah, I have no notes for this chapter because I feel like everything to discuss just is what happens. Yeah. Um But Mirbella is like, I gotta get down there and Yep. deal with this and she shows up meets a crew of honor maters she proves herself they take her to the great honor mater uh tag is wrapped up in shiga wire mm-hmm. he's a mobile odrade's kind of just chilling there and Mirbella just fucking just kills Logno. Like, goads her enough where she's gonna fight and well, Mirbella, like, effortlessly just destroys her. She does. But before this, Mirbella teams up with some honored maters, right, and convinces them that she's still an honored mater. She does, by yeah. killing one of them, too. By killing one of them, funny. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so you know, she's like, damn, like, I, yeah, still, she's the real I still deal. got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they 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 go into it not expecting or yeah, not betting on her acting like this. No, and then once Mirbella shows her hand and kills Logno. What's what's really interesting too is um that honor mater that she teamed up with is the one who kills Odrade. Yep. Yep. And that honor mater has a moment where she's thinking like she's going to be rewarded, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she, she thought that she was doing that. I mean, now obviously the great honor mater is Mirabella. So we got to right. kill, kill the, the person who I think is going to be, you know, aggressive towards her. Yes. You know? And so, uh, stands to reason that she would be rewarded, but she fucking kills Adrade. She's dead. Yeah. Odrade yeah. is dead. She kills Odrade. Odrade's dead. 
Mirbella kills the Honor Mater who killed Odrade. Mm-hmm. I just like the succession of it because Mirbella's killing of Logno is not seen as betrayal. Like, when Mirbella kills Logno, the Honored Mater doesn't kill Odrade as an act of, like, rebellion, where it's no. like, oh, you're really a Bene Gesserit? Well, I'm going to kill your teammate. Nope. It's literally because they see Mirbella's actions as her her succession into great honor and maiderdom. Exactly. And this is to be rewarded. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I mean, she she I, like, I really like that distinction. Me too. And that's a great like th- that that's a kind of a line in the sand honored mater um trait, you know. Is as soon as power is it has been transferred or, or taken they're immediately on the side of the powerful you know yeah precisely it you know it it, it it like the loyalty doesn't matter it's it's whoever is in charge i'm behind them and i'm 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 working for them right exactly that is that is exactly it i mean so like, that that like before logno even like hits the ground She's like, I'm just yeah, gonna seriously. kick Odrade's head in, and uh, you know, I, like that's. I it. think it really is. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh shit! Like this is my chance to be rewarded. Yeah. So like, yep. let's fucking go. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Of course, the tragedy is this is not what Marbella wants, but I think in this weird fashion, I, I think it all goes back to what's Odrade's plan. In yeah. the end, mm. there's been a lot of discussion on Andrade's plan. To me, this is the chapter that crystallizes it. Yes, it is. It is. I think Andrade's plan is always to die. I don't think there's a version of her plan being successful where she doesn't die. I think so too. Because her dying, I, I, I guess what it seems like to me, and it feels like we're on the same page here. But it seems like to me is that Odrade's plan is for Mirbella to become both the great honored mater and the Reverend Mother Superior. Yep. Yep. And there's no timeline of of events where that happens where Odrade does not die. She needs to die for it to be vacant. Yeah, I think I think the argument could be made that you know, there's one scenario where Marbella does become the great honor mater and Odrade stays Reverend Mother Superior. And they, since they're on each other's side, they broker an agreement together. But I, yeah. I don't think that Odrade thought that, that, that there was even really a chance of that actually right. happening. She, that's like a slim one and she's yeah. not betting on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause you know, she went into every, you know, she went into this with every uh, intention of not coming back. And yeah, I think that was sincere, you know, I think so too. And I, I like, I mean, that's one of the, the big hanging threads of like how, you know, what, what, what really needs to be concluded in this book? Um, well, it's this idea that like, what is Odrade's plan? I, I feel like, like we're saying it's, it's not, explicit there isn't a scene where like odrade's memory self just explains like oh yes everything worked out the way that i intended but 
you know, enough of the characters seem to acknowledge what's happening that you get an idea like, okay, this, what, what I'm reading is the execution of that plan or, or one version of Mm -hmm. it. Um, I think it's actually a pretty good plan. Yeah. I don't always think that when it comes to Herbert either, because like the whole thing with like Terraza where it's like, Oh, my plan was actually to have them destroy Rackus. And then I have the only worm. And it's like, well, I didn't get that from any of your Mm. shit. Like, I'm not sure that's a good plan still, but to create a person who represents in, in their entirety, like the merging of these two ideologies, into one thing I think is really smart. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only way through, right? Without genocide or, or them both or both factions destroying each other. Yeah. I think, I think this was the only way and um, how it's done is, is, is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it 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 works really well, but yeah, the way the way everything goes down in this chapter is pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mirbella Mirbella showing up here is like when Leto shows up at the end of Children of Dune to Aaliyah and just yeah, right. annihilates her. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. It's not it's not even a fight. It's it's nothing. Like the skills that Mirbella has from fusing the Bene Gesserit and the Automators into one thing is so far beyond what the Automators have. Logno never stood a chance. I mean, no, no, Mirbella no. just kills everyone in opposition mm-hmm. to her. Um And yeah, right. It, it, it's funny how that kind of that creates her becoming the great honor mater, and then yeah, she kills the person who killed Odrade. Yeah, I mean, she, she embodies she's, everything. She's skillful enough to to be able to play both roles, you know. Yeah. Um, where she knows what to do to make the honor maters, you know, revere her and true respect her. Um, and yeah, I mean, we we see in kind of. Uh, the final chapter or the one before that 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 she does view that as a distinctly as a role it's not natural to her anymore yeah she she capitalizes on being both things like it's it's cool that there's kind of been this build up into like oh she's turning from an honor mater into a Bene Gesserit and then when she undergoes the agony there's this understanding where it's like, well, no, she's both. Yep. They could have left it at that. But the fact that that is like the seed to, to her becoming the, the dominant force in both orders too, um, is a really good setup and payoff. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Odrade dying here? I 
I was really shocked. I mean, I, I, I'm a sap, so, like, I was hoping... I, I really was hoping that she would live. Same, say, you know, same for Lucilla. But, um... I do think that just needed to happen. Like, it, uh... feels like that was necessary. And I, I too, don't... don't see a satisfying way out of this without her dying. Um... So yeah, yeah, I I I understand, but uh, but I I was not happy about it because I think she was one of the best. I think she's one of the best characters. Yeah, yeah, I definitely grew to like Godrade. Um, and right, not to say I didn't like her, but like it, it really makes me realize, um kind of in hindsight more and more that of these six books you can break them into an Atreides as the main force in two like pairs of them where like Paul is the driving force in Dune and Messiah Leto in Children and God Emperor, of course. And Odrade, it becomes more and more clear, she really is kind of like the main character of Heretics. Yeah. And then really comes into her own here in Chapter House. And I feel like these, the way that the saga of these six books can be split up into those pairs and the way that an Atreides defines each of them um, I think Odrade like really deserves to be recognized like as that person, yeah, as that Atreides force in these latter two post God Emperor books. But it, it, at least in my mind, that didn't really crystallize until Chapter House. Like Odrade being an Atreides in Heretics was kind of like a secondary reveal. Yeah, she was tangential to Tag. It was like okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everything collapses around her, and she's, like, the one left to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like um, she really does her bloodline justice. She really changes the Bene Gesserit. Like, I never really thought that could happen, but she's the one that does it as an Atreides. Yeah. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it with with uh, pairing them into twos with with uh, in Atreides always at the helm. <clears throat> I think yeah. that's really that's really interesting. Yeah, and you're right. Um, yeah, she she lives up to her namesake very well. Um, but not 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 only that, but lives up to you know uh, the Bene Gesserit. And uh, yeah. and all the pressures of a of a mother superior. Um, it was a fitting fitting farewell for her. I think uh, you know she she did good work and she goes down in uh, in in you know kind of victory. You know. She does. I mean, it, it's funny because the way Herbert writes things, like, like the actual words that you read, 
that go into your eyeballs when you read it. Very unceremonious. Like, yeah. Odrada's death is written as like nothing. Oh, I know. Split she second. just exactly like she just. I didn't even. It's one of those things that Herbert Herbert has a habit of doing this too. Like these grand events, you know, occur in in very mundane, flat sentences. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, Odrade dies, and I was like, what? I had to go back. I fucking reread that shit. I was like, yeah, serious? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. she's fucking dead. Like, but I think even though, like, the way it's literally presented, um, there's not a lot of grandeur to it. I do think we we are kind of drawn to this idea of, like, the execution of the plan that... That Odrade's death was, like, known by her. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but, like, allowed. Yeah. Or, yep. or not only even allowed, but, like, I I don't know, planned. You know, a, as a known, realistic, and probable possibility. Like, so her death isn't even a failure, the way that the Honor Maters would see it. The Honor Maters don't know anything else than killing and winning. Exactly. They don't understand dying and winning like, yeah. Um, but I, I think that that's meant to be like the advantage that the Bene Gesserit have. And, and Odrade executes that seer. Yeah, very true. <clears throat> very true. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all about something greater than themselves. And as you can see clearly from how, you know, quickly allegiances change in the Honored Maters, uh, they don't think about anything but themselves, even yeah, though they're right, even right. though they are part of a, a massive group, it's not for the betterment of of the group. It's for the betterment of themselves. They're they're all yes. trying to to advance and get one on on the other. Um. So, so yeah, that's a huge advantage. And and it 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 was kind of like doing the unexpected because they because the animators would not expect that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I was just looking at how the chapter ends and it, it's Mirbella saying that Odrade should bury, should be buried in like an apple orchard. Yes. Um, yep. which yeah, is, is fitting it of is. course. <clears throat> Okay. Shall we uh, go on? I, I think these latter few chapters should wrap up a little sooner because that's that's like the main events that's, here. That's it. Yeah. Yep. This that's that is for sure the uh, the climax. The, yeah. The resolution of it all. Yeah. <clears throat> so chapter five is um. Who is, uh, I guess it's everyone, and by everyone I mean Teg and Mirbella and coming back to Chapter House. And Mirbella is already, like, absorbed in balancing her duties as Great Honored Mater and Reverend Mother Superior. So she's meeting with 
the honored maters that she brings back. And she's like, you are not to fucking kill any Benny Gesserit. I am the great honored mater and I will fucking kill all of yeah. you if you defy my orders. Mm-hmm. And of course they recognize power. So they don't like their orders, but they're like, yeah, well, you're the strongest. You're the best. We kind of have to listen to you or you're going to kill us. <clears throat> and then uh, Mirbella meets with the Bene Gesserit after, specifically Belanda, and is saying, you know, this this merger needs to happen, needs to go well in order to preserve the future of the Bene Gesserit in the first yep. place. You know, it, it seems like it literally is like the plan of if you can't beat them, join them. But like you're kind of making them join you. Yeah, you're forcing them to join you. <clears throat> yeah. There's but... definitely a recognition that the the Bene Gesserit will become different from yeah. accepting them. Yep. Yeah, there there is. Um and also the recognition that it's it's not like they're going to like force the honor maters to go through conversion, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's um pretty much like what they my impression of what they expect to happen is a a watering down of the honor maters and a um a transformation into becoming more and more similar to the Bene Gesserit over time. Yeah. Just a softening that's going to happen naturally. Um, Cause I don't think any forcing of anything would go well um, with a party such as the honor maters. Yeah, no. Um, I think that's exactly it. It's kind of laid out like, The Honor Maters do see a power within the Bene Gesserit. Yeah. And of course, the Honor Maters, being the Honor Maters, are attracted to that. Yep. So, if you teach them enough Bene Gesserit skills to give them that power that they seek, um, they will also invariably learn like more of the perspective of the Bene Gesserit mm-hmm. and will come to see their previous existence as the Armators as unsustainable. Yeah. And yep. so like, yes, the Armators will become more powerful, but the Bene Gesserit kind of get to smuggle in a, a, a kind of rationality to them. Exactly. And the, and it, I think the way the book describes it is the honor maters will see it as like they're they're too late. They will see that this is part of the Bene Gesserit plan. Yes, yeah. But it won't matter because yep. they will accept it. Exactly. They'll be like, yep. well, that's what happened. We got fooled into doing this, but yep. like we also agree now. Yeah. So whatever. Precisely. Which is another good plan. I mean, we see that in Merbella, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, she she is living proof, uh, living proof that that could be achieved. Um, yeah, we did we did kind of entertain that idea that Marbella will be the one to like. We thought she might be like an ambassador. Yes, but it turns out she just is the one pulling yeah, all the strings. She's a whole lot more. 
And yeah. uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy how much power she has. It it is. It's like it it it's all depends on crazy. her. Yeah, it's like it, it all rides on her. Because um, it'll be interesting to see. Because like, what does happen when Marbella is gone? Is she going to live long enough to see them merge? So whoever takes over her will be both the Bene Gesserit and Animator, or you know, is there going to be some sort of power vacuum? You know, so it's there. There's still a lot of questions about this strategy yeah. um, that we'll never get the answers to. We'll never see it actually, um, you know, put forth into into reality. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, what we um, but <laughs> we'll no. fantasize about it. We we won't, but um, the question is really like, is that okay? Is it okay that we don't see that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and does it even matter? Yeah. I mean, which is so often the question that that Herbert asks. Yeah. I mean, you know, is will the Bene Gesserit slash Honored Mater Order? still be the most powerful force in the universe or is something else going yeah to take its place? yeah that that is the other idea because the whatever whoever whatever the handlers are of the futars are definitely meant to be seen as this kind of an embodiment of a an unknown maybe even a final threat yep. somewhere out there in the scattering yeah. Um there is that um which I mean we have to take we well there's more that happens but um yeah but also I mean whatever Shiana is planning too. So it's it's there, yeah. there's I mean you know there there's a lot of unknowns which I think is part it's uh, that's the point, right? It is. Um and right, it's it's kind of what we we kind of knew that going in too, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but yeah. All right. Um, do you? Uh, oh well, no. Let me let me mention. So of course, the big thing here after Marbella's meetings and everything. She realizes some somehow she she puts together the pieces. She realizes that Duncan is going to take off in the no ship. Yep. yep. And in fact, the final line is as follows: a piece that cannot be moved. Get in tune. Don't think it. Do it. With an abruptness that chilled her, she knew his Duncan's decision. Mm-hmm. So it seems like to Duncan, the mosaic is pointing him in the destination of escaping the Benedictine. Yes, yep. And I mean, Marbella is thinking of Duncan because I mean, this just puts her her newfound role and leadership puts into question whether you know her and Duncan could ever even be a thing. Right. And 
uh, obviously it's clear to Duncan that that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In this chapter, the honor maters are like, what is she? Yeah. Every time she talks to Duncan, they are questioning like her. Yep. Ability. Even her sanity, you know, like that's, yeah. that's a crazy yeah, sanity. thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, doesn't seem like that, that can be squared away. Um, which, yeah, may, I mean, a lot of pain behind the surface in both Duncan and in Mirbella. Absolutely. Yeah. I they, Duncan's the one who makes the decision, of course. Yep. Mirbella doesn't want him to. But I, I think they both recognize it as a kind of necessity. They you do. know, I think... It's that that humanity inside of them, you know, that that makes them want to stay together when separately and rationally they they kind of have to be apart in order for these monumental steps that they've taken to, to have any meaning. You know, like if you're going to be great honored mater and Reverend Mother Superior I Duncan can't be a part of that picture, you know, and um, they kind of just accept that at, at different points. Duncan has to make her see that. Marbella knows it, but like she won't be the one to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Duncan has to be the one to pull away. And sure enough, he does. So, do you want to talk about the sixth chapter? Because I thought the sixth yeah. chapter was crazy, but it turns out it's the seventh chapter that's fucking bonkers. Yes. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I they're kind of one and the same. They're one, yeah, they're both fucking crazy, but obviously the the last chapter um, takes it to just a totally different level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the sixth. So... So the decision is made for the no ship to leave Chapter House. And that means Duncan, Shiana, Teg, and Sightail. Importantly. And a worm. Yeah, and right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And a worm. And then, you know, just some other... There's still people, like, staffing. There's people on the crew. They probably didn't agree. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, those main four and the worm. Um, Take off. The no-ship... The no-ship activates and leaves. Yep. But... What do you have to say? Go for it. Oh, uh, just I mean, there's there's a point where um, I forgot her name. What the the other Bene Gesserit that's like helping them? I forgot her name, but um, Shiana. I'm just glancing. Garimi. Sure, Shiana and Garimi. <laughs> Saggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Saggy is dead. We didn't yeah. mention that, but this, Saggy is dead. This one's Saggy is dead. This one's but, Gaggy. This is Gaggy. Yes, yes. Um, both both, I you know. Saggy and Sweepy are both dead. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, bless their souls. But, uh, yeah. but but we still have Gaggy with us, thankfully. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Shiana and Gaggy are like, hey, dude, like, do you 
are you sure you want to come with us? And, you know, pretty much like what happens is, is like he, he talks to Marbella and, and, and she's like, I'm too busy, Duncan. I'll, you know, get all, you know, you know, come back in like a month or something, you know, whatever. And then yeah, he's like, that's it. And, and, and then he's like, oh, all right, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to come, I'm going to, I'm going to go with you. They're like, are you yeah. sure? He's like, he's like, yeah, just, just let this go. We'll just go. Yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty sad, but, um, they fucking do it. They escape. They do. Um, they do. And of course, that's the most important thing in this chapter. Yeah. They escape. Like, that, like, narratively, like, that's what matters. They escape. But something happens with Duncan and his visions here yep. in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Something that does get kind of expanded upon in the next and final chapter. But, I mean, like, Connor, I was so confused. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's nonsensical. It's, it's, it's totally an abstraction. It's just we're in his mind, like, disabling things. You're not sure if it's, like, if he's talking about like systems within the ship or in or internal systems within his, you know, mind or, or the, yeah. the net. and it's like, what is going on? And then, um, but yeah, so somehow in his like weird, like cerebral fugue vision, he like simultaneously is able to like, get away from the net that he sees in his vision and also like erases all data and like identifying information and from the ship. So they are, they cannot be traced or, yeah. um, so they're totally unidentifiable, um, totally an unknown. And he's also, I mean, clear of the vision or whatever, but, um, so this before we go into what else that means to me, this is if we talk about Odrade as the main character of these last two books, it's true. But Duncan, Duncan is the main character of the entire series. Of course he truly is. He truly is. Yeah. And he was in debt to the Atreides for a long long time every time he thinks it's over it's not he's back reanimated again and again and again and again this time the most painful because he can remember everything uh of his countless lives and so what this represents is duncan is truly free he is finally free and if that isn't a fucking punch the air moment, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, but yeah, he fucking did it. He finally did it. He did. It's it's the one thing that that even though even though we know this wasn't intended to be the final book. Mm-hmm. Even though there are plenty of other things to go like, well, wait, what happens next? 
this isn't resolved. The fact that Chapter House ends with a sense of real freedom for the first time in Duncan's infinite lives. Yeah. I think is is really the one and only and most important thing that gives Chapter House a sense of like real earned finality. Mm-hmm. That that even though there could be and perhaps even should have been more. I I do think that it's this idea, this moment that feels like you can choose to have Chapter House be the ending. Yeah. And it 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 still fits. Because just like what you're saying, if Duncan's the main character and the thing that he's been striving for, he finally attains. I mean, how do you not interpret that as a kind of ending? You know, uh, absolutely, it 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 totally is. And I mean, even as we get into the next chapter, there's, I mean, I I. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that I don't think it detracts from this whatsoever. Um, Cause yeah, this is this. It's just so it's such a satisfying conclusion to his, his character arcs, uh, plural, you know, like his, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I couldn't have asked for more and, and yeah, he's into the unknown. He it's, it's a, uh, what he was pining for back in God Emperor, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. He he's kind of on his farm in a way, isn't exactly, he? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is certainly heading there. The free to do so at least. Um so yeah. B- big big moment. Um I could not be more happy for him. Yeah, I gotta say, like, at the beginning of this talk i was saying like let's let's go through the chapters and and think about what what it takes for us to get to the ending we're we're pretty much there now we're about to discuss like truly the ending we'll talk about all our final thoughts but i i I just want to take this opportunity to mention um for as for as big as this moment is i I didn't really see it for what it was until you explained it. I I feel like these pieces are falling into place for me like now. And like to, to think about Duncan, you know, not only just finding his freedom, but creating it, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or going with the people that, that makes it an option for him. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like so stuck on like what was happening with his vision and, and how that I, I, I think some of the thematic aspect of what was happening here was kind of lost on me. And I love talking about it with you because it feels clear as day right now. I love this last line. It, it's Duncan's final line 
in the entire saga. And he says, we're an unidentifiable ship in an unidentifiable universe. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we wanted? Yep. It's so... I mean, it really is beautiful. It is. It, it, it It's absolutely beautiful. It's it's perfect. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I feel like it's it's such an appropriate conclusion for Duncan. Um, and it does lead beautifully in a very weird way into the final chapter. But yeah, um, I'm not sure if there's anything you will you want to talk about more in in, in this one. There, there's a lot it's it's just it's it's i mean there's there's a million questions we can ask where do you think they're going what are they going to do yep um so many questions we don't have the answers to right uh but but that's the thing i think i think like pinpointing that the biggest thing is that like yeah, we don't have the questions, but like that, it it almost feels like that's the point. It, it is in that like well, like it, Duncan it has his point. freedom, right? Exactly, like he, it can be anything. Yeah, it really can be. Ex- absolutely true, and and it's kind of like we'd be asking the wrong questions, kind of to yeah. focus on that. And I think that's the point of the last chapter. Um, if I mean, we, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about it let's just, let's just let's go just, right let's into just go it for it so because i don't know what's happening here you either go ahead so. and give a rundown of of what we get to in the final <sighs> chapter okay well so final chapter of the house <laughs> yeah it truly is a chapter house <laughs> um so it's the old couple. What are their names again? Daniel and Marty. Yeah. Yep. Um. And they're they're just this old couple. They're like they're face dancers, I guess. They're they're even talking about side tail. They're like, oh, yeah. I love when we talk with the master. Like they. They never know what to to say when they meet face dancers that aren't subservient to them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of implications for what that means for like face dancers within the scattering. the The biggest thing in my mind, of course, Marty says that Daniel let them get away. Yeah, and. It feels like that they have these powers, almost godlike powers. In a universe where we've had so many almost godlike beings, uh-huh. Muad'Dib yeah. and uh, Leto, the god emperor, yeah. and even even Teg at the mm-hmm. end of Heretics, you know, um, mm-hmm. like so many, so many people that push the boundaries between personhood and godhood daniel and marty feel even removed from that they feel like kind of omniscient 
narrators or watchers they do. on the, the story itself. And um they're 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 curating this garden. They're pruning things, you know, they're making things just so. For what that means in the narrative, there's there's a lot of questions. Um I I have a thought, but I don't want to get to it just yet. I want to talk about just where we're at here yeah. in this chapter. But but I do have to say the way that this book essentially ends the ending of this final chapter um is you know marty says that's why you let them get away and daniel says didn't let them his pruning shears went snick snick golas he's welcome to them it's another thing it's so open-ended i mean this whole chapter i i it's it's three pages two practically yeah i feel like we could go line by line like literally and and open up each piece of it and think about like what's really going on in this chapter but I am not interested in doing that. And I, I think that it's kind of getting lost in the minutia of it. You know, I so. like I, I think mainly I, I guess I just want to say I like how weird and different what can very well be considered the final chapter of the Dune Saga is. It's something that creates so many questions it's it's something that within just only those two to three pages feels like it cracks open an entire universe yes effortlessly like everything in the entire dune saga is you suddenly have to think about it in a completely different perspective if you're going to bring into consideration these two characters because mm-hmm. um, it feels like the way that they manicure their garden could maybe even be seen in a way that they manicure the universe you know do they yeah prune and cut mm-hmm. people and events and timelines like it feels like to them they may have a power that treats the galaxy as if it were a garden that they shape and grow themselves yep and yet they might only be two people within an entire collective of like scattering face dancers. Sure. There's there's no reason to yeah. think that these are the only two. Like No. No. So it, it's kind of like this idea that you know, you you start it, it it's this feeling of like looking at a close up of where you are on the earth. And <clears throat> you zoom out further and further and it's like, Oh, well I thought it was the center, but I guess I'm only this part of totally this continent of the planet. And then it keeps going out and you're like, Oh, well I guess earth is just this part of the solar system and it keeps going out and you're like, okay, well 
we're just this part of one arm of the Milky Way. And then it yeah. keeps going out. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, how many mm-hmm. galaxies are there in the universe? Yep. How many, you know, I mean, like, and, and, and that's what this chapter feels like. It feels like we've been following so closely the events of these characters throughout the Dune saga. And Daniel and Marty show up. <laughs> we didn't realize what was going on around us just outside of our no. periphery. Right. I yeah. mean, everything, everything is questionable. Yep. It, it almost, is. it feels like you go back and you know nothing once mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Yep. I love how after the previous chapter, getting into this one, it's a total uh, rug pull, you know? Uh, everything you thought you knew about this, about the universe was somehow changed and it's it's like a totally different setting and environment than anything we've seen in dune ever before yeah for it's, sure i mean essentially it feels like a suburban kind of setting with these two you know mom and pop face dancers literally gardening and like fishing through yeah. the web of time or something for yes. people for specific things people whatever um and you're like what the what the fuck <laughs> you know um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a total it's a total mind fuck and i mean the, the way they they talk about duncan and, and the rest of the the people on the ship it's like that it's like they're little toys you know it's like it's exactly it's, it's like they're, they're just minuscule to them um and almost like they're doing it for fun. You know, they're fishing for fun. Like, like I mean, kind of like if we were in living in a pond and yeah. and we see a net come down and our friends are scooped up or, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it flips you on your head. Um, and I, man, it's like the essence of the scattering, just like boiled down to to like one scene it's it's like it is a whole other universe it is there's infinite possibility out there you know nothing you know like you you just know a fr- you you know a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of you know just everything out there like it's it's so it it really puts into perspective the entire journey that we just went on you know in, in, in a really great way. Um, and then, yeah. So I really, really appreciated that because I feel like it ends the series on like a, a really great note of that unknowable wild thing that is described, you know, um, that's out there. Um, it's yeah it's it's the great unknown it's what Lita was doing all this for you know um so yeah I I just felt like it was super appropriate and I kept on thinking about well just like what it means you know and um and uh I did do a little bit of like researching to see what people are are saying about it Mm -hmm. and I made great 
a great point to not look into any of the things about about the Brian Herbert books because I just I, I feel like I don't it's not that I don't want to read them but like I don't need to know that right now like like yeah. I, I don't I don't yeah. really want I don't feel like I want to know I, I don't feel like I want to I it, it ends in such a way where I don't need to know everything yeah you know yeah I just don't it it like it it's it feels like it feels like everything is it feels like it's infinite it's like a, it's it's a, it's a wide open you know yonder <laughs> and yeah. and i don't want to diminish that you know um it, it it feels full of life and vibrant and exciting and dangerous and i don't i i, I want to live with that for now um but a really popular theory um that i think is super interesting and maybe hold some truth is from a more meta perspective. Um, Ooh. You have the same idea? Well, can I go for it? When you said meta and I, I was going to say this, I was thinking that, is it that Daniel is Herbert and Marty is Bev. Yes. That it's literally yes. them as a yes. couple discussing yes. the characters of the universe. And yes. why did you let them get away? And he's the yes. author. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I didn't think that until we were discussing it. But, but before you even yeah. brought that up, I wanted to turn to that. Because I, yeah. I see that now. Yep. I see what you mean. But yeah. please go on. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's... It, it seems kind of obvious, but also it could be totally out of whack. But because as long as they're writing the book, that's kind of like they're they're controlling the character's face. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And once they stop, they not until then are they truly free, um, which is really fascinating. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's a that's a pretty cool thought to end on um and and i i I really like the open-ended uh final chapter and the i i I don't know um i i'm i'm hard pressed to to think of anything i do i dislike about the the way this ended honestly like yeah yeah it's it's uh, for me it's pretty darn close to perfect um there's so many ways they could have dropped the ball and i think going with you know the unexpected is is i mean more than i could have asked for um so i don't know that's how i feel yeah i i really like your thoughts on that and just like you're saying it it feels like it it's it's so easy to think that the best ending would be the the ending that resolves yeah. these things that would answer your questions to think that there's an ending that not only doesn't answer your questions but creates more of them and satisfies you as a reader i i think says so many things about what people come to stories for 
I, I think there is like a common misconception and I, it kind of goes back to that idea of like, well, Chekhov's gun must go off. Yeah. And I think Herbert does a masterful job of showing you in real time as you read these novels what if it doesn't have to and you're like well what but but that's that's what it's all about yeah the rules that people say we live by are created Mm -hmm. by people in our past yep no one was born into rules they are things that we created around us and dune does at the very least question rules it does yeah. question the nature of the universe yep. and things don't get much more fundamental than that no so to end your six book sci-fi saga on a note that that feels like it asks more than it answers you know on on paper seems like it would be dismally disappointing but i have to say i'm right there with you and it it wasn't it really wasn't totally clear to me i mean i didn't I, I can safely say I did not feel this way at the beginning of our discussion. Yeah. However many hours ago. I don't know. Three, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that my perspective on the writing necessarily changed, but I mean, like, I, I need, I need this discussion in order to like sort out what's really going on. Yeah. And it's funny when you sort it out and you realize like, Oh, <laughs> I'm not really figuring out what is going on. I'm figuring out what's not going on. Like it, 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 mm-hmm. it really does feel like being a mentat sometimes. Like you yes. get more questions, you see the absences of yes. things. Like I Definitely. should, I should want answers, right? Mm-hmm. I, but it is crazy to think that I don't. I, I was so concerned. I really was that. Knowing that this was not intended to be the final novel, um, that it would feel unfinished, that I would like go throughout the rest of my life yep. in a malaise that like the Dune saga mm-hmm. will never be completed as intended. And, Same. You know, to a certain extent, that's true, right? Like there was at least supposed to be more, yep. but I I can say. In kind of a morbid way, I suppose. Because it necessitates like Frank Herbert's death too. Like I think the way that this ends is perfect for what has come before. Yep. Yep. And yes, there's more. Yes, Brian Herbert has written a conclusion. There's a lot of other books for us to read. We might explore that one day. Mm -hmm. But... For me, I truly believe that Dune will always end here. Yeah. At this point. I mean, I'm I'm not somebody who, you know, says, oh, this is where the canon ends and and everything else is just, you know, 
fan fiction or whatever non-canon um i i'm very much somebody who like i want to like everything and want but i mean maybe i'll like the brian herbert books but like that's not the point like right i i feel like when you tap into like what dune really means um it's frank herbert is like trying to get us to think about these things to like really create like critically think like in depth about like all like all of these themes he he's brought up um over and over again and the way we end it here leaves us uh so we never stop thinking you know yeah yeah you're right it, it cracks open our 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 minds and just like leaves us with with an infinite you know wealth of of possibility and things to sink our teeth into is which feels like a great gift to part with um and i don't think that that continuing it would ruin it but it's it's just such a sweet spot to to end on i have to say it it really it really is in a, in a way that surprises me kind of yeah. even to say it out loud. Like yeah. I, I didn't know if I would get there. I didn't know how I felt ultimately until we like really hash everything out, especially because of how disorienting and confusing this, this ending really is. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, one of the, one of the big things is I don't know if this is true of every copy or just ours or what but I mean like this this tribute that Herbert writes at the very end to his wife feels like it's a part of the book it does yeah and you know by extension more than that it feels like it's the it feels like it's the end of dune yeah yep like to read all of dune and to end on the chapter of daniel and marty i think would feel unfinished if you did not read this memoriam maybe so yeah it's a part of dune maybe so yeah i mean it 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 feels feels like it brings a sense of closure um to me it did so i I don't i don't know if this was added like you know after later publishings or or what but um but i do have to say in terms of my personal reading i really appreciated this chapter um and it it's kind of hard to articulate why i mean herbert writes a lot of characters that distance themselves from their emotions mm-hmm. or 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 feel like they they try to you know, circumvent that emotional core of humanity. And I feel like we, 
for for all our discussions on Herbert in quotes as a person mm-hmm. for for all our like assumptions and perceived understandings of his beliefs and how he was as a person i feel like this is the one thing that he gives us where he says like well this is who i am you yeah. know yeah yeah i and and not only that but like my existence has been like defined by this love Mm -hmm. and this person Mm -hmm. like um you know of course i never i never thought that herbert was a robot like it was always very clear that when herbert writes about love he's for it we've talked about that since the first dune book like we've kind of always known the bene Gesserit have been perpetuating this mistake of ignoring love yeah that Jessica was never in the wrong for pursuing love. Yep. I think that that comes across in the text without any of the stuff surrounding it. Mm-hmm. But I was really touched yeah. reading this. Yeah. Um, because it's such a declaration. It's such an absolutely. unabashed, heart, you know, heart on sleeve support you know like in the end is is love not all we have yeah you know i mean thinking about it even deeper like i mean throughout this entire thing we we've talked about you know him using characters as avatars for for his ideologies and his his life philosophies and stuff and you know Especially with the last two books uh, about the Bene Gesserit accepting love, opening themselves up to love, realizing that love has merit. Um, And then with the end of it kind of as pulling the curtains back a little bit, you know, you, you, you see what is behind the avatar of the character. You see the real person. Yeah. Like, totally strip back just just like bearing their humanity to us it it like really it really really is a fitting and and it it it, it's it it is very very touching and a great a great illustration of like a just a a really beautiful life partnership that him and beverly had yeah yeah i think so too i mean i hope it doesn't do what 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 herbert was trying to accomplish here a disservice but i i do feel like it it made me think about dune more mm-hmm. like it did feel like i could connect this to dune in that like one um there's there's this part of this where herbert says that that beverly said Revenge is for children. Only people who are basically immature want it. Yeah. I tried to go back and that that is a so it's not a That's a quote. line, that, right? That, that that's well, so actually Beverly phrases it a lot more nicer than Odrade phrases it. 
Yeah. Odrade says that revenge is for the mentally retarded. Oh, that's what it yes. is. Yes. I remember that now, right? And I remember reading that, I mean, like, 2021. I know. That word. Yeah. I took a it's picture not... of it. I forgot to bring it up the, the last time, but yeah. That's that, right. That... The, the hard R, you're yes, like, oh, Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I that... think that it was very different in the 80s, but... Well, Beverly, she, she phrased it a much kinder way, so... Yeah, but I knew, I did, when I read that, I was like, Herbert took that line and that's made re- one of his characters That's in the book, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the other thing, it's it's a bit more, um, it's it's a bit more uh, esoteric, I guess. But I felt like, with this idea of other memory, of people who have died, they've passed on, they can be preserved in other ways. And I feel like Herbert writing this final passage in his Dune saga in tribute to his wife, Beverly, is a little bit like keeping her alive in other memory. You know, she's died, but he is able to immortalize her in some small part in these books that will be published in perpetuity for however long. And for as long as people read those books and conclude them and read this final passage, in some small way, Beverly is inside of our heads. She's alive in some form, in in a form probably much more real than you and I will experience after we've passed. Absolutely. And I I think think that he kind of, not only does he give her this tribute in text, but it simply through the, the exposure of, of creating this physical thing, like of imprinting something on like crystal redulian paper and passing Mm. it through the timeline. Like, does it not exist through time? Does it not retain some sort of physicality in which to call on? Like, yeah, I can't say if that was Herbert's intention or not, but I think the way that he wrote the Reverend mothers, the way that he encapsulates other memory, I'd be surprised if that thought wasn't on his mind in some form or fashion when he, penned this chapter absolutely i i think it's kind of the ultimate the ultimate memorial he feels like he could give anyone and he he chooses to give it to her yeah um well said so i mean like you're saying yeah i I did think this was a, a a very fitting ending to dune um yeah i uh i shut this book after and i got up and i went over to my own beverly and um i held her for a bit and it just really made me think about you know the partnerships that we choose you know the the way that we we have an ability to to choose and create 
our own destinies, which is funny to yes. say in a series that is, that is so mired in prescience. But but I think that Herbert wisely breaks away from that, and I and I think that's no accident, you know. Oh, absolutely not. You're 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 totally right. Um, and yeah, that was that was well said. Beautiful. Um, and I I, I agree. I, you know, I I finished it a little bit later than you that night, and uh, after I closed the book, I went to bed. Alex was sleeping, but I I woke her up, <laughs> woke her up, and said, "Hey, I finished Dune. I just finished, <laughs> I just finished Dune." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I was like, do you want to know how it ends? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> but then I, you know, I too did, uh, you know, share a tender cuddle session. Yeah. Um. But but no, it 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 is kind of a a, a life affirming way to end things and you know herbert i'm sure he he knows more than most people that um art in literature is itself a form of immortality and i so i do think that that was in his mind when he was memorializing beverly yeah yeah i think so too and um it's it's interesting. I mean, of course, I, I guess I think it's kind of funny. It, not funny, because I, I, I expect it, to be honest. But the way that finishing this kind of causes us both maybe to, to reflect and take stock in, like, what we have. Yeah. The, the relationships that we have, what we have around us, you know. And that, that includes you and I, for that matter, my friend. Agreed. You know, I hope you know Hard that. agree. I, I I love you very much. I love you Thank as well. Thank you for my, going through Dune with me. My brother and my my Dune dude in arms. But um, but some of that, I mean, like reading this, when Herbert wrote it, uh, naturally, he was alive. Yes. Where We are reading his thoughts. He's dead too. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, he's, he's similarly preserved himself, you know, right? Through this, of course. Absolutely. But I think somehow with him too being gone from this earth, it made me made me think even more about how we are able to choose the people that we spend our time with, you know? <clears throat> um like Herbert has no regrets, which she states very plainly. But 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 somehow the fact that he too has passed at the point in my reading of it feels particularly poignant. It's like a ghost writing about a ghost. Yeah. It it feels like we only have so much time to say these things. And we only have so much time to include those people and um, do the things that we want to do with them. Even if it's 
just read Dune and talk about it. Yeah. And go see a stupid movie, you know? I, I um, couldn't agree more. <clears throat> so I just hope you know that... Um, and I know you do, but... You know, if if you ever need to hear it immortalized, if you ever need to go back in something that I, too, hope preserves it throughout all time, um, you're my best friend, and I love you very much, and um, I'm really glad we get to spend the time together that we do. So, thank you, my friend. Well, thank you for saying that you know i know um feel exactly the same way and i think it is a really special thing to be able to share these things together um and yeah like dune dudes is a dumb podcast about a uh, you know book series but um there's more meaning to that um and what, we, what we've done our entire friendship is you know make dumb things that mean a lot to us and and at the same time it's it's uh we're we're immortalizing our friendship and in our bond and uh our story you know in in real time um and there's nothing more than 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 that that I that I value. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's all about the partnerships you you choose to include in your life. And, and I think we're very lucky to uh, have what we have. Um, and then one quote. And this brings back to brings us back to talking about art. And mm. life, human kind, the human experience. Um, one one quote that I love. I've been thinking about a lot because of because um, of this, and then also the album that we're putting out. Um, it's the the quote is "Make friendship a great art," and uh, I feel like I feel like that's what we do. Yeah, uh, unknown unknown author but uh but it's <laughs> um but yeah so i love you too buddy um i'm very proud of us for for uh doing this and i you know i've had had the best time it's not over same yet. it's not um you know it's it's fitting you brought up a quote you don't know who said it, but there is a quote that I wanted well, just to, to clarify. Nobody too. knows who said it. It's a, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's attributed. Not you know. it's, it's not that you don't know. Go to any source, Google yeah. it. You'll see unknown, unknown yeah. author. You know, the universe does not know. Right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I have a quote. Um, we, we do know who said it, but I, I, it's something that I've been kicking around and, um, I think it's good to bring up here. Um, Arrakis teaches the attitude of the knife. 
chopping off what's incomplete and saying, now it's complete because it's ended here. Mm-hmm. That, of course, is by William Shakespeare. Yes. Yes. I, I am nothing. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am nothing if not a student of the Bard. As um, Harbour himself was. <laughs> but uh, what's funny is I had been meaning to read that quote no matter what. Mm-hmm. I expected, truthfully, to read that quote in spite of what I may have felt was an incomplete ending. Yeah. I was ready to be like, you know what? Even though I have all these questions and even though I know there was supposed to be another book and even though there are things that are unresolved, it still is the ending because of this attitude. But yep. what's crazy is the quote's not even necessary. We already talked about it. You know, like, you and I agree, so I won't belabor the point. But I guess I think what's funny is, like, I, to me, that quote almost takes on a new meaning. Or or it becomes superfluous to the point where, like, it's amusing to me. Because, I mean, like, when someone dies, usually... It's abrupt. Yeah. You know? Exactly. But you know what this feels like to me? And it's it's not completely equivalent because, like, I think there's probably a really strong case to be made that this person who made this thing that I'm about to say knew that they were dying and Herbert probably didn't. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like Blackstar. Ooh. Yeah. Because... You listen to Black Star by David Bowie. Yep. And I mean I the last song, I can't give everything away. Mm-hmm. I know. Fuck. Oh man, you're so, you're you're so right. It, like uh... it's it it feels intended, of, of course, in Bowie's case, to be the ending, well, right? I mean, like, nothing could be more the fitting. Thing, the thing about that, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's more than just a conscious thought of, oh, this is it. I think it's in your bones. I think it's, I think it's your subconscious screaming at you that this is, this could be it. Because yeah. Bowie was writing more music he didn't stop when he finished black star like he he was working on the next album when he died he knew he was sick and he knew he didn't have a lot of time left but but he he kept on going up until he died um so i yeah i mean maybe in some way it was it it's just kind of this subconscious uh drive that leads you to, to to making art yeah um you know that that feels that that feels final that has finality to it i mean and herbert would love that because he's all about cellular memory he is the the he, things that our, yes. our biology retains even exactly. when we don't consciously exactly. understand it yep yep 
Um, which yeah, could very well be the case, but yeah, just, just the fact that, you know, like you're saying, like something becomes final because there's no more opportunity for continuation afterwards. It's final because you're dead. So Mm -hmm. it has to be the last one Yep. for chapter house to conclude in the way that it does, particularly again, I mean, like it zeroes in on Duncan. Yep. It doesn't matter how many questions are open-ended after to that. The the fact that the main character of the Dune saga is is finally given his freedom. Or right? I mean like Yeah. That's that's it the can't, driving it can't force. be bigger than that right no, it can't it no. can't be bigger than that there's there's no resolution that would be more satisfying than that no, not even close not even i mean even a few episodes ago i i was sitting here saying that i didn't think that was ever going to happen i agree i said the same thing i was you know, right there with you i i would not in a million years have guessed that we would have ended here where we did um and it's great to feel that way i mean there's so much more that's happening for these characters. Um, but I don't feel like I'm missing out, you know? Yeah. It, it, it feels like our journey with them has come to a natural and organic conclusion. Yeah, I agree. That is, I mean, that's just it. Yeah. And the fact that Chapter House is able to accomplish that, you know, even even in spite of just like with pretty much every other Herbert novel, like all the weird shit it does, mm-hmm. um, all the questions that it leaves open-ended and unresolved, you know... Just the fact that it is able to satisfyingly do that one thing. Not only does that feel like it's enough, it feels like it's more than I could have asked for. Yes. Thinking about what Chapter House was Mm -hmm. going in. Absolutely. You would think that if this was not planned to be the final novel, that that would be saved. And I mean, sure enough, if Herbert did write another novel, he could conceivably just construct a reality where it feels like Duncan is going to achieve his freedom. And yet wherever the no ship goes, yep. he, he's still honor bound to the Atreides. Yeah. He's still locked mm-hmm. in there, step to that. Yes. There, there are certainly, but ways... the fact that we don't get that. Yep. We can create that ending. Exactly. Ourselves, right. Yeah. And I mean, in in a way, that's more powerful, you know. Like I think so too. Yeah. Like like we have no way to know what the next book would have been, but um, it's it just it, it it's we're at a point where it doesn't matter. It just uh, exactly. It's, it's, it can be anything and everything. Um, because I mean, the 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 most important um kind of through line has been, you know, has has been uh taken care of you know it's it's yeah i i mean it's it it could be a subconscious thing i it's a you know conspiracy theorist kind of thing but it's like bowie was still writing the music herbert was writing new dune 
But at the same time, I mean, maybe they knew that this was this was the wrap up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'll be somebody who's making art until, you know, the second before I die, you know? So it's like you never stop, but you may not you but you may know when it's when things are winding down. Yeah. Right. I mean, who who wants to admit defeat in the face of death? And mm-hmm. yet, if you have an opportunity to unleash one last completed artwork upon yeah. the world, absolutely. You know, yep. do you not go out with everything you have? You go down swinging. I think that's precisely it. And uh, what a very human thing to do. That is it, ultimately. Well, um, I mean, I think I can say that that concludes our discussion here, too. I mean, I feel really happy with what we talked about. I I really feel like we discussed everything I could have wanted to. Um, Like you said, it it doesn't mean we are done with Dune. Not only are we going to talk about uh, the movie... Tomorrow night, tomorrow you and, night. I, oh you and I will goodness. be doing this same shit. Yes. Um, but at some point, even if it's not right away, I know you and I are going to come back to this universe. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so if there is anyone listening to our immortalized thoughts and feelings... Thank you, one. And two, there's more coming. Absolutely. Whenever it is. Mm-hmm. This is not the end. With that said, if you do want to reach out, we are at Dune Dudes Pod on Twitter. DuneDudesPod at gmail.com. Just cleared out the inbox, responding to all the fan messages. Uh, it took me a while, but I got there. Um, you can find us at Corrupt TV on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, until next time. A dune, 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 d